It's time for another episode of the official Rat Queens RPG, presented in podcast format. I'm Michelle Wynn Bradley, and I play everyone's favorite smidgen, Betty. Rat Queens airs live every Wednesday on Hyper Rabbit Power Ghost Twitch channel, which you can find at twitch.tv slash hyperrpg. Make sure to tell us what you think about the show on Twitter using the hashtag RatQueens. Now get ready for our latest adventure, and here's hoping we don't burn down another tavern. Thanks for listening. We open in a basement. We see Violet sitting down there on a small wooden stool next to a young girl in a pale blue dress with pale skin. As the girl looks over at Violet, Violet can see that she not only has fear in her eyes, but there's something else. Whether it be knowledge, confusion, or possibly peace. This is no ordinary girl that Violet is down here with. Meanwhile, above, in the home of Professor Coppelius, Stridus's toy maker, the scene before us is harrowing. Standing on one side of the house, we have Betty, Braga, Dee, and Ryder brandishing weapons, preparing for the inevitable. While on the other side of the room, we have five monarchs, five individuals who have now come to realize that they are not individuals at all, simply souls inhabiting husks that are now being controlled by the man holding the chaosium Professor Coppelius. He smiles as he takes a long bony finger and points towards you all. The five monarchs, Danny, Marigold, Kira, Lola, and Midge. In an inhuman-like way, you see their heads almost click turning towards you as if automated. Their eyes gray as hematite and their fury, that of Arius. So, this is what we thought was gonna happen. Not great. Yeah, this was pretty much, what are you doing with, this is not right. Why would you do such a thing? Mm, It's always the, the why, isn't it? Well, when, when you're someone who has, who has lost as much as I have. I said I'd do anything for my daughter, and I have. I have done. I have gone to the ends of the earth. I have brought this back. And I'm doing what it tells me. And that's the only thing that's keeping me and her alive right now. So yes, perhaps tapping into the the power of an old god was foolish, but when... 
Yeah, we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever lost something in your life? Yeah, a lot of it. We all have. And if you had the chance to bring it back, would you? We have had the chance and we rejected it. Yeah. Because it's wrong. Then you're the fools who clearly didn't see power when it was gifted to you. Look what that power has made you into, though. We don't want to be like you. I no longer you call care. This, you call this life? I don't care about the life that I lead now. I do all of this for my daughter. Do you think she wants you to be doing this? Your daughter? Have you ever asked her if she wants you to be killing people and destroying places and towns? She and knows the cost. Where is she? Do we see her in this room? Is she in this room? She is not in this room. Oh, yeah. Can I get situated? Sure. Roll me 2d6. And I have my special power. You saw her last week, right? Oh. Yes, you did. You actually used used your clarity, and you saw that she is somewhere beneath the house. That's right. Okay. Not in this current level. With Violet, did I see that? You saw Violet's energy as well, yes. Okay, so I, I already know. Didn't she see that she was dead last week when she looked at her? Yeah. I think you described her as a little dead mm-hmm. girl. Uh-huh. That's right. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any more questions for me, or should we let the inevitable happen? How long? How long has this been going on? How long have you kept her prisoner in your house, unable to grow up, unable to live her own life? She has a life now to live, thanks to me, and it's been slightly over a fortnight, thank you. And look, I felt bad about what I did. I felt horrible about what I did. A life for a life. You've turned her into one of your dolls and you know it. No, that's why I created them. I had to keep taking a life. One life a day for my daughter to stay alive. And so I, I, those things were unleashed and I, but trust me, I didn't, I didn't want I tried to handle it, so I made them. You're from Palisade, aren't you? You're the Rat Queens. Well, look upon them, Rat Queens. I made them in your image. My daughter came back from Palisade telling stories of you all. And so I I modeled her heroes in front of her. I made people. I made... I made... I made them to protect this town, protect this town from me, and I tried, but I just, I've realized that there's no winning this anymore. So you're, hold on, you're making the, like, the smoke, black demon things, and you're also, you also made the monarchs to fight those same things? Yes. I didn't want them to take more than one life, so I I sent in something to stop them. I sent a, a restrictor, a barrier of some sort, of some kind. The monarchs. This is, this is actually nuts. But then the MAUR had to go snooping around, didn't they? They couldn't just trust that people were here taking care of things, did Yeah, that's they? the funny thing that happens when you unleash demons upon a city. People yeah. get a little bit tested. It was handled! But fine, if you don't see the brilliance and the thought and the time and the care I've put into this, well, then you will 
die and I will have four new souls, four days of souls that I can give for my daughter's life. <laughs> Monarchs. Kill them. And with that, the monarchs start to charge. <sighs> Thank you all so much for donating. I will say this. <laughs> Are we gonna die? <laughs> Who is standing the closest in the room? Who what is the what is our standing order, we believe? I think that I'm probably standing in front to have them both neck behind me. And maybe I don't know where Ryder would be. I think Ryder's kind of right off your shoulder, yeah, yeah with a bow. Cool. I'm like next to Ryder. <laughs> yeah, I have my, my scimitar out. Uh, also, I think I cast light on some, and everyone. Oh, yeah, all of our weapons yeah, have light. So all of them have light. Yeah. So that's definitely giving you, I will say, because you cast light on everyone's uh, weapons, if you use those weapons, you will get a plus one on that roll. Great. Yes. And I think I have magic. I cast magic weapon, so if that still stands, then. I think you have one more turn on your magic weapon because you used it in the previous battle as well. Because you just you were outside and you just cast light and you did your your uh, your new cool yes. new magical sight. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. So if you really if you want to recast magical weapon, you can. I do. Yeah. Okay. So you do that. All right. Roll me two d six plus your skill. Two d six plus skill. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, I think that's a nine. Any tokens? Let us see. Actually, I have it right here. Violet has zero tokens. Braga has one. D has one. Betty has one. Thank you, token. Thank you, token, and I will use that right now. Um, Wonderful. So you're going to make it a ten. So yes, with a ten, you now have this magical purple flamed scimitar. Yes. And I'll say, yeah, if you use that weapon, you'll get, uh, because I think you do extra damage Mm -hmm. with it. Yes. Wonderful. As D, as you quickly... Move your hand over your scimitar once again. Casting this purple flame just comes out and ignites your scimitar. Thank you for the tip. Thank you for the chaos. Immediately, Danny and Midge look at each other, and they feel a combo. Oh, yikes. Oh. Oh. Well, better now than we have zero hit points, I guess. <laughs> you, see, you say that now. <laughs> you see Midge. You see Danny starting to conjure something as her eyes immediately just brightly glow this gray. And Midge comes up from behind her. You see Danny put her staff to Midge's throat. And Midge, using her bardic ability, does almost this now magically enhanced sonic bardic yell. Hmm. At you, Braga. Great. <laughs> so, since this is an auto-success, yeah. Braga, you suddenly feel yourself, as soon as this sonic voice wave hits you, you feel yourself flying through the house and immediately you're crashing out of the, the kitchen window into the back alley from which you just came. Betty and Dee, it's almost in Ryder too. Almost in an instant, the three of them, you see just Braga disappear. What? As oh, if she so were bad. a feather, a leaf on the wind. Do I take any damage? Uh, yes, you do. Maybe we do Why need a partner. Question? <laughs> you take two points oh, okay. of damage as you kind of land on some glass. Great, 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 great. Come to Shrine, as I said. Have a few laughs, they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Betty, D, and Ryder, you are now in the house. Uh, I'm going to go after uh, Lola, the other, the other me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to. Uh, 
I guess, where are the, where are they standing? So you're kind of standing, you came in through the back way. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, yeah, you kind of came up these stairs. You came in through the kitchen. Where you're standing is where the kitchen and the living room meets. They're mm-hmm. kind of standing on the other side of the living room, closer to the door. Mm-hmm. So they're now in a line with Danny and Midge at the forefront, having just cast this powerful enhanced bardic spell mm-hmm. with Marigold, uh, Lola, and uh, Kira kind of flanking them okay. almost in a V. Just wondering what's in the room. Yes. Um, and some furniture. I mean, it's a, it's a home. It's a home. So there's um, furniture, bookshelves, okay. a fireplace. You name it. Uh, I want to try to uh, go after Lola by, um, I guess, doing a running jump kick to try to kick her through, like, the doorway, the front door, to kick her out of the room. Got it. Roll me 2d6 plus, I'm going to say skill. Okay, skill. It's plus one. Ten! Woohoo! Not ten. <laughs> so describe to me this, how you kick her, how you kick uh, Lola out. Um, this running jump kick. I you- I run, uh, I kind of run like around the group. Um, I do this that cool thing where you run really fast and you can like run on the wall a little bit and like jump off it. I run up the side of the wall. Uh-huh. I, I like ricochet off of it with my hands and then I kick both of my feet towards uh, Lola's chest to push her right out of the front door. It kind of snaps open as she hits it and she rolls out the front. You see, yeah, Lola, <laughs> as she almost tumbles backwards, but even during her last tumble, you see one of her fists hits the ground and the stone underneath it creates this indent as she catches herself and she slowly looks up at you and you see that one of her daggers is now in her mouth, the other is in her other hand. Cool. I get up and dust myself off from the ground mm-hmm. and I actually go around to the front not knowing that was happening because I was thinking we could flank them now. So oh, gotcha. I come around. So I don't know how long it takes, but that's what I'm doing now. I'll say, my yeah, plan you... was to kick open the front door, but now I don't need to do that anymore. Which way? I will say... <laughs> Here's the thing with uh-huh. these homes. I would say there is a tight alleyway in between. So the other, the right-hand side of the, from where you are in the back, that right-hand side of the house is right next to another house in like mm-hmm. townhome style. However, to the left is the entrance to the cellar and where Hannah is now headed. So do you, what do you say to Hannah as you pass her and you um, make your way around the house? I, I kind of go, I just go, shit's going down. And I just kind of like, just like, get, get Violet, get her fast. Okay, and you see Hannah standing in front of a door. Speaking of that, chat, it's time to get active and vote in that first poll. So the poll will be starting soon. Uh, Please get active in this one, and I'm very curious to see what you decide and whose fate you decide as well. So, Braga, I say, yeah, you're, I will say, yeah, for your action, yeah, you're running all the way to the other side. And as soon as you get there, you see almost the end of where uh, Lola catches herself in the stone. And starts to kind okay. of push herself back up. I'm gonna come right down on top of her then. If she's come, if she if she's picking herself up and mm-hmm. I walk up and she's doing that, I'm not even gonna think twice. I'm just gonna go right for her. Roll me two d six plus guts. Okay. So that's a natural eleven. <laughs> what? Uh, plus my three plus my light. So wow, you're very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so describe to me this eleven. What do you um, what do you try to do? Yeah. So if she's like if she's got. So how do you describe her again? Is she still on the ground, or is she like picking herself up? I would say, yeah, up? she almost did that superhero landing where she has one fist <laughs> on the ground. She's caught herself with it. She's got one dagger in her mouth. She's got the other dagger in her hand. Okay. I put my boot right on her back and knock her back down again, and then I come right down on her head with my axe. <laughs> I will say, yeah, you come right as you, yeah, you push her down. Oh, man. You can come right down on Lola's head. And there's something, yeah, because your axe, because your axe has been enchanted, I think, by this light. Yes. So it was your axe, your two daggers, mm-hmm. Ryder's bow, 
and my shield. In your shield, yeah. So you have a shield. As of dang, <laughs> D is OP tonight. <laughs> <laughs> She's magically uh, gilded. Yes. <laughs> so as you stomp on Lola's back and your mm -hmm. axe, just this powerful light axe comes down, you see it clip into the back of her head. But it doesn't feel like it normally would when it would... You would normally do this to another human or a creature or, or an orc in battle. Instead, it almost like just pierces through as if it were cloth. Okay. And you start to see this rip appear in the back of Lola's head underneath her hair. You start to see this black, inky, like, ooze coming out of oh, the back no. of her head. And I go, we already have a smidgen. <laughs> you hear her just, like, scream in this wretched pain as she throws herself she kind of slides out from under you and kind of picks herself. She's still on the ground. She starts to try and pick herself back up again. D, you and Ryder are in the house together, mm -hmm. and you have four other marks staring Great. you down. Uh, I have a question. What do you do? Would you consider these undead? Hmm. I will say that they're not they're not raised from the dead. No, they're okay. more they're more possessed than Dang undead. It. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I would like to um, see if I can save their lives so we don't have to actually kill them mm. and use between the magic, uh, the, the actually just the shininess of the scimitar and the glowing on the shield. I want to see if I can bounce light into their eyes Okay. to get the gray out. Roll me 2D. I'll say pick a target and roll me 2D6 plus hearts. Um, pick one target? <laughs> yes. So right. you have... Out of the four monarchs standing there, you have Danny, Marigold, Tila, T uh, Kira, and Midge. Uh, Marigold, no. Uh, who is the bard again? Uh, Midge. Midge. All right, I want to do that because that was gnarly. We don't <laughs> need that to happen <laughs> again. Sorry. Oh, it's good. All right, so yeah, Midge. Wonderful. Roll me 2d6 plus heart. <laughs> Snake eyes. Oh, no. There oh. are four second chances. Oh, thank, thank you, second chances. chances. Do you like to use one? <laughs> yes, please. All yes, right. please. <laughs> yeah. Yay! That's beautiful. That's a twelve. Wow. Yes. Plus it. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It matters. So <laughs> plus one then. Yeah. So are you? So describe to me how you're catching the light off your scimitar onto the yeah. onto the. Or are you catching the light from the shield on the scimitar and using? Because they're both yeah, very the light, Yeah. Exactly. The light from the shield onto the scimitar, so I can angle it and it goes straight into. Uh, what was her name again? Midge. Midge's eyes. Just you <laughs> immediately this piercing like ray of light just shoots right into Midge's, I'll say because Midge's uh, uh, eyes, because one of them is covered in an eye patch. So it goes right into Midge's uh, left eye as she does the same, you, at the same time, you hear this howl from outside, this kind of like echoey, screechy, animalistic howl. And as Midge feels this light go into her eyes, both of her hands go up and she just starts stumbling backwards and she's up against the wall as you start to see this kind of black ooze coming down from behind her eyes as she's clutching her eyes and just screeching. Um, can I, I want to run up to her and hold out my shield. I don't want her to touch me with that stuff and just say, are you in there? Hey, who are you right now? What's going on? What do you feel? Are you okay? <laughs> who are you loyal to? <laughs> <laughs> You hear on a whisper in between her screams. Oh, I want to point I towards Capelli, Professor Capellius, <laughs> <laughs> and just say, him. It's his. Just get him. 
I will say because you were successful, Midge is now confused. Midge doesn't know. It's going to take a little bit more, okay. but you see right. Midge standing there. Midge will no longer charge you, but Midge okay. also doesn't know how to handle the situation. Right. It's almost we'll as if the her. light yeah, you've put into her is starting to kind of overpower the darkness that is also inside of her. Meanwhile, Ryder stands there. What up, Ryder? Are you going to help? <laughs> <laughs> Just going to stand there and look pretty? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, you see Ryder kind of see what you did to Midge. And standing in front of Ryder is Kira. Kira, who is now pulling out her bow, this beautiful bow, and aiming it directly at Ryder. Uh, Ryder's going to fire his arrow. Oh. Ryder fires. And I will say, Ryder fires his bow. And immediately at the same time, Kira fires her bow. And at the same time, because these are two excellent archers going off against each other, the bows hit, or the arrows split oh, nice. each other in two Aww. and <laughs> land on the ground. But unfortunately, wow. as that was happening, Marigold was also standing there, and Marigold has now brandished her longsword and comes towards Ryder. Uh, what's Ryder going to do? Ugh. Ryder! Seeing this longsword coming towards him. He tries to narrowly dodge out of the way. He sees that he's right next to a kitchen table, so he kind of tries to deftly move and put the chair out in front of him. However, this is a long sword and not a short sword. So while the sword comes down and namely takes the chair out, he does get sliced Ouch. on the left arm. As you see, blood starts to pool underneath this, his kind of black cloak and black shirt as now he grips his arm and can no longer fire his bow in no. battle. Oh, armor. 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 Uh, no armor. Hey, Ryder, armor's like super important. Why are you just wearing like a really cool cape and like no oh. armor? It makes no sense. <sighs> yeah, okay, just be cool. Don't get hurt anymore. Hands are all mad at just us. Sit just sit under just, the table yeah, or something. Yeah, go hide under the No! I will fight okay. and you see him right. pull out a sword. Okay. Yeah. We then cut to <laughs> Violet. In the basement. Violet, you are hearing a huge commotion upstairs it. above you. Yeah, you're hearing, you heard this sonic yell, you heard glass break, you're hearing all these footsteps kind of stomping all over the place. Uh, and you see that as with every just large footprint and movement, almost the dust from the rafters above you kind of shakes more and more down. Dance party. <laughs> Can I get situated? Mm-hmm. Roll me 2d6 plus your canny. Is that what this is? <laughs> Dance party? Yep. Um, okay, that is a seven. You have second chances. You have three second chances. Okay. Use right. it. Use it. Use it. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, it's the oh. same. <laughs> okay. <laughs> seven. All right. It's not worse. Oh, so describe to me how first... Um, <laughs> How first you you try to look around? It wasn't so successful. It was a mixed success. So then you tried to give it one more shot, and then it was a mixed success. <laughs> so um, I tried to look up. I also tried to look around the room, get some context clues. But then the girl I was looking at seemed to leave my eyesight, and I got distracted. And then I wanted to look at her again, and then I saw her, and I was like, okay, thank goodness. But then I looked away again, and I she I, she's just not staying in my line of vision so I can only assess certain things what what things can I assess you get one question great what is going on here that isn't obvious to me you know you know that you are locked in this basement mm -hmm. from what we didn't see we cut back to the moment where professor Coppelius 
met Violet. So I see that uh, my daughter has brought you to our home. Welcome. I wasn't expecting a guest. She looked distraught and upset. Well, that is, you are an incredibly kind soul. So wonderfully kind. Say, uh, a silly question. Is that, is that a, is that a, is that a rat emblem on your armor? It most certainly is. We're gonna get belt buckles soon, but right now we just have this. Wonderful. So, uh, such a strange question. You see, when he starts talking about this, the girl, almost her eyes become wider. So you're one of the rat queens, aren't you? Let's quit talking about me and talk a little bit more about you, shall we? Wonderful. Well, I honestly uh, didn't expect this to happen. Bella. Bella, Bella, Bella. You see, he turns to the girl, and the girl's just standing there staring at you. He goes over to her, he gently turns her to face him. Sweetheart, what did I... What did I tell you about going outside and and without me? When I'm with you, I can I can help you and we can meet people and I can protect you, but when you go outside alone, so bad things happen, sweetheart. I just I just want you to be safe, okay? And but because you disobeyed me, I'm I'm going to have to be your father. As you see her kind of step backwards and sit in another wooden stool. Yes, well, I expect your friends will be joining us shortly. I need to go make preparations upstairs. Whoa, As he starts to go up the stairs. Excuse me. Yes, he kind of turns around over his shoulder slightly, but not giving you the full turnaround. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to your daughter? What's wrong with her? What does she need? She needs me. I don't think so, actually. I'm pretty good at picking up context clues. And I don't think that that's right. Well, uh... I appreciate the parenting advice from someone who I'm assuming is without children, uh, but... Well, that's a big assumption. You know, that is a big assumption. (sighs) I'm... I'm gonna talk to her and see what she needs. You laugh? You laugh? You go on. You go ahead upstairs. Gladly. As he goes up the stairs, you hear him lock the three different locks on the door. And then you hear something else. You almost hear this bolt of electricity, this zap. As now, Violet, you recognize that he has somehow magically sealed this basement door. How he has sealed it and what seal he has used, you don't know, but you know that this is sealed. We cut back to the present. Ah, yeah, context clues. That was a good one. It's a good one right before you got locked in the basement. (laughs) You see the little girl just staring at you. Let me help you. Let me help you. You wanted me to come with you. What do you need? You see that her tiny pale hand reaches up to yours. Do you take it? I do. She grabs your hand, and you feel that her skin is as cold as ice. But there is this eerie, kind of lukewarm, like, pulses to it that you occasionally get. 
as you feel her take your hand and she puts it over her own heart and you feel no heartbeat. Hannah? Violet, are you down there? I am. They've locked me in, and they've locked Bella in here as well. Who, who is that? Is that, a little, is that the little girl from the story? Yes. Great. Well, I... Well, you're welcome, because I, I came to save the day. Thank you. Came to save your ass, didn't I? I'm mm, good friend, good leader here. Everybody else is taking out the monarchs, but I said, let me go down there. And let me save Violet. Congratulations, Hannah. Congratulations on your great skills and ability. Um, you know what? Actually, I'm fine. I like Bella, and I think that we're going to be good friends. So you can nope, just leave nope, if you I'm want getting to. this. I'm saving you, and then I'm coming upstairs, and I'm saying, guess what Hannah did? Hannah saved Violet as you hear this, her boot kick against this door. And just hitting these locks and you just hear her you just hear these grunts and you hear the sound of her boot hitting this door more and more and more but the door isn't moving it's just the sound of almost her heels on metal what with this door it's magic it's magic you probably you're probably familiar with it because you're so uh, magical and brilliant it's fine. Magic, magic door. Magic door. Um, let's do this magic door. Magic door. It's fine. This do you know? Do friend. you know what kind of magic? Just to just to give me a parameter. You know, it's not my skill set. I have a lot of my own various skills, but magic's not one of them. Uh, so what no. you're gonna say? Magic's not one of mine either, aren't you? I wasn't going to. No, but now that you mention it. Oh my! You know what? I am taking down this door right now. Hannah raises her hands as her wand has been broken. She starts to channel this energy into her right hand. She's focusing, she focuses, still feeling slightly drained, but her power's kind of returning to her as the fake Chaosium infused with Dee and Hannah's magic was shattered only minutes before. So with all of her strength, she focuses her magic to her hand and she reaches out and she grabs the, a doorknob, the largest one in front of her. You hear some kind of poof, and then nothing. Hannah? Did she cast fireball on the doorknob? <laughs> Hannah? <laughs> Hannah, this is the least funny thing you've ever done. So just come down here and get me. The Bella is creeping me out. You hear nothing. You can maybe see what's uh, if there's anything that's changed. Maybe roll. Uh, uh, yeah, try to you get, get situated. situated again. Roll my two d six plus your candy. Uh, I thought you just fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> that's ten. Nice. With a ten, Violet, almost out of the corner of your eye, you saw this almost this kind of navy blue lightning happen as soon as you heard that poof. Similar to the lightning that was cast on the door, the magic energy that was cast on the door by Professor Coppelius, you now sense that there's no magical lock on this door anymore. So the door could be broken down. You just don't know what's on the other side. 
or what's happened to Hannah. Oh, I'll say yes. Those are your. That's what you perceive. Also, you also <laughs> realize too that Bella is not going to speak to you. Great. Yes. Okay. Um, I need you to just nod your head if you need to stay near me. If not, I'm going to leave you in this basement. <laughs> yes or no for me? L look at this. Yes, I want to come with you. Nah. Nah. Which one? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Then come with me. Come with me, Bella. And then I just want to go up the stairs. I just want to kick open the you door. You feel her hand uh, clasp yours. <sighs> um, up the stairs? Yes. Okay. Okay. I want to start walking up the stairs with her. You go up the stairs. Uh -huh. You still feel that there's like maybe one of the knobs that is locked. Uh -huh. What do you do? Uh, locked magically locked no just regular locked okay. so this is now a regular door Amazing. a regular wooden door perfect my forte i want to <laughs> kick it down wonderful roll me 2d6 plus guts does violet still have her weapons or no yeah because yeah, she was out with us you still have yeah. your yeah okay. you still have your weapons he oh, didn't okay. confiscate your weapons mm, bad move <laughs> Ooh, that is a seven with a seven. <laughs> With a seven, Violet, yeah, you raise back your foot and you just kick down this door. However, unfortunately, you're not feeling so good. You're just not, there's mm -hmm. just something about this space that's kind of freaking mm -hmm. you out a bit. So your focus wasn't all there. So as soon as you kick down that door, you feel the splinters start to go into almost your armor and you start to feel your ankle kind of give because you didn't put enough force behind it. You mm -hmm. take two points of damage. Mm -hmm. As you feel right on your right, a weak on your right ankle. Okay. However, you did manage to kick down the door. And what you see before you is probably some not so good news. We cut back to inside of the house. What? Actually, we cut back to the outside okay. of the home where we see Braga, Betty, and Lola. Kind of sin. Are you in the doorway? In the doorway. Yeah. yeah, I'll say we cut from the outside looking in. We see Braga, Lola, and Betty almost in this kind of uh, triangle standoff facing one another. So are you watching out the doorway? Yeah, I was kind of half in and half out of the house. Okay. And uh, I just want to like yell to Braga, well, to you. Hey, uh, I think uh, I think D's got some way of knocking some sense into these guys. I don't think we should. Tr I don't think we should try to kill them. I think we should try to subdue them. Betty. Okay, fine. Oh. You look at Braga. Braga, you look at Betty, and you two feel a combo coming Yay! on. All right. So what do you think we should do? I was getting ready to just charge into the house for the for the doctor, but I can't. I don't know if we could do something like that or what you want to do. I feel like if we could take down the doc, is he a doctor or a professor? Or Capellia, sorry. What, what school I, did he go to? The, the, we don't know. Yeah, he, he didn't the, properly uh, himself the doctor, to the us. toy maker. He does doctor some, of evil. He people. does something <laughs> bad. Uh, <laughs> I think we should take him down. You're right. Yeah. So I think that. We're gonna. How, what, what are we gonna. What are we gonna do? Just storm the house. It's like I, I was. I was watching you watching. Like you have my back because you can see Lola behind me as I'm yep. charging in. But what are we gonna do together? Uh. All right. Let's. I feel like mm, Lola's fine. Leave her out here. <laughs> just uh, charge right over her and let's get back inside and take care of this doctor or professor or yeah. toy maker. No one needs. Oh, I got it. Okay. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick you up and chuck you at him. Okay. Get your mushrooms ready. 
Okay. I don't want to chuck you. I'm you, just gonna, you can chuck me. It's fine. No, right? it's, always, that's what we always do. It's fine. All right. No, I'm small. Throw one of your sleeping mushrooms at him to knock him out. Ooh. This almost never works. I know, but we. It is, I think it's going to work for sure this time. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Let's let's do the sleeping mushroom thing. It's literally worked zero times in this season. All right. Ready? Uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe somebody paid for a combo. We have an no, auto success on what's happening. Nobody knows. I certainly don't know. Yeah. My name's Betty. I, r- <laughs> Betty, I run towards uh, Braga at full force. I'm like, get ready to get ready to slap me away, girl. Uh, how about, instead of me throwing you, what if I flank you so the other monarchs can't attack you? Like, I'll kind of, oh, like, run interference okay. instead of just thing. chucking you like we always do. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. <sighs> so, side by side. Yeah. Brendan. Okay. Uh, so, um, I get ice shove up next to Braga. I uh, get my mushrooms ready. We run in the door kind of like comically sideways. <laughs> like we're, we're both yeah. running sideways <laughs> with our backs together. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do a quick little cartwheel and then toss a bunch of some mushrooms at the Quirkopelius. Yeah. <laughs> and we call this move the... S- the crab walk. Crab walk <laughs> sneak? Crab walk sneak. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the crab walk sneak. Yeah, Betty, you do this beautiful cartwheel, and you start to throw these mushrooms. Uh, Coppelius, whose attention had been on Ryder, now kind of almost in slow motion turns towards these mushrooms as you see his eyes widen. But then jumping in front of him is Danny. As Danny gets knocked with these mushrooms, and now Danny lays unconscious on the ground. Well, knocked we, out of battle. That's some, you know, that, that's not that's not nothing. That makes her less of a yeah. thing that we have it, to so not kill. It, technically, it worked, even though yeah. it hasn't worked. Before. So this is good. This Look, is I mean, we, you said we didn't want to kill her, and nope, that makes it not happen. And, I, and while, while we're talking, I just start swinging at his <laughs> at him with my axe. Before you can do that, he immediately sees and understands what's happening. He grabs the chaosium, <sighs> and almost with his eyes widened, he disappears <gasps> in a puff of gray smoke. <sighs> that's all yeah. I wanted to do. <sighs> So as you swing, you swing into this kind of empty black or gray mist. Hey, chaos amps! D, what would you like to do? You kind of, you see now that this, yeah, Braga and, and Betty have now just side, like, side shuffled, crab walked in. Betty did a cartwheel. Dr. Capellius has disappeared. Danny is knocked out on the ground. Nice move! We're, just, we're trying to do a big finale, but then he, he disappeared in stupid chaosium smoke. It always happens. As you see now, Kira has pulled out her bow on you. Hey, 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 And you hey, see hey. that her Whoa. bow now glows with kind of a white magical energy as she has cast wep- uh, magical weapon on her own uh. weapon. Okay, Kira, listen. We understand each other, right? This doesn't have to end in any more bloodshed or ink shed. She releases the bow I, and it fires towards you. I parry with my shield. Roll me 2d6 plus Canny. Legit nervous. Okay. Canny? Yes! Quick thinking! Technically, it's all quick, isn't it? Five. Second chance? Second chance. There are two second chances. Use it, girl. Oh, please be better than five. Get, get some spin on those die. Get some spin, you yeah. Oh, Yay. okay, it's an eight. Yay. So describe to me how at first it was a fail, but then it became a mixed success. Well, let's just say my shield hasn't seen better days. And even though it's glow- it's glowing, so it's like a good target for her. But it still has that chunk missing out of it, doesn't it? Has it has a ch- So it goes straight into the chunk and goes inches it, before my, it almost hits me. Just goes through my shield. And I will say, because it is a mixed success, while you weren't injured... The magical weapon power imbued on Kira's arrow has now nullified what? your shield's 
glow. <laughs> Get her in the eyes. Just shine some light into her eyes. We cut All over to Ryder, who now married. He is. He's now grasping, kind of holding his his left arm together as Marigold, having pushing away these chunks of table and chair, raises her long sword again to come down on him. Oh. <sighs> Ryder sees that you almost got hit. D. As the Lost King looks at you. No! Almost in fear of you getting hit by the arrow. As suddenly, Marigold's blade chops <gasps> off his left arm. Ah! Hey, is this part of the... Is this part of the... The thing that the guy, the, the the evil god said, does like the lost king lose his arm or he just dies? I don't. This is one second. Why don't you wear armor? Ah! Seriously, armor. arm armor. Armor. It's in the name. I'm sorry. I've never, I've, I've never taken on things like this before. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, just I told you to hide the thing. No one's not the one king. You know. Like, uh, uh, um, I want to uh, jump towards. Uh, that was Marigold, right? Who attacked? Yeah, Marigold. Uh, I want to kind of turn on my feet and. Spin around and go towards Marigold this time. Uh, just a good old, a good old hack and slash. I'm gonna try to subdue her by getting her Achilles tendons. Roll me two d six plus your guts. Guts plus one for light damage. Yep. Uh, ho, ho, ho. That is eleven plus one twelve. Nice. With a twelve, so yeah, describe to me this hack and slash. Um, so I kind of like, I pivot towards Marigold. I'm very annoyed that. The stupid Lost King has lost his arm, has one foot in the grave already, and we told him that the one thing he specifically could not do this battle was let the Lost King die. <laughs> uh, and I just kind of do a little somersault and, um, like, do a somersault, unfurl, and as I as I kind of, like, untuck from my somersault, I just slice both Achilles tendons on Marigold to try to disable her. <laughs> as you slice both of her Achilles tendons, yeah, as you do this, you notice that her, her kind of her leg armor... Yeah, he's exposed right at the ankles. He goes leg armor and then boots. As you slice, for some reason you're used to slicing creatures, individuals, the likes, ne'er-do-wells, and there's, you're familiar with the pressure. It is almost as if you are cutting through a pillow when you slice through Marigold. And you suddenly start to see almost these, these shavings and the stuffing start to leak out of her Ever, ever, can Achilles tendons as this black sludge starts to seep out as well. And I kind of roll out of her perimeter and I yell, hey, do you think if we get these guys wet, they'll just, just disappear? Or is that not a thing? I don't know. They're half sludge, half sawdust. Mm. I have just an idea. You could try it. I don't know where we get water right now. I mean, there's a kitchen sink. That's not a ton of water. Just an idea. Just keep going. Keep <laughs> going. I, I pick up Ryder and I, like, Carry him out the back door. Oh, I'm gonna. I want to follow so I can cure. Oh, okay. Do some healing. <laughs> I'm but taking into where Hannah is. I don't know what's happened to Hannah yet. So yeah, you do your thing. But I'm carrying him out of the battle. So are you following? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to leave Betty alone. I'm fine. But also, Lost King. No, oh, we can't uh, let him. Yeah, let me die. Don't let him die. No. <laughs> it's fine. I'll be fine. Uh, uh, I'm doing this. I'm standing, <laughs> and I'm like. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to follow yet. Um, All right. Um, who's who's left? Left Kira's in the room with there. you. Kira, Kira is still there. She's prepping another arrow to fire at you. 
Danny is passed out on the ground. Mar uh, Marigold is now kind of starting to stumble a bit, feeling this pain in her Achilles tendons. Uh, Midge, still disoriented, is still kind of trying to figure out, now more headed in the direction of where Dr. Co or Professor Coppelius once was, the toy maker once was, trying to figure out what happened to him, still disoriented, and standing in the doorway is Lola. Oh. <laughs> All right. Maybe she's leaking a little bit. <laughs> Leaky Lola. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd like Hello, to... Hello, Lola. Um, I'd like to take a stab at... <laughs> Swab. Swab. <laughs> a swab? A swab. At, at uh, Kira. Since I think I'm closest to her. Mm -hmm. And des definitely want to not give her a chance to reload that bow. Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Using my scimitar. Yes, using your scimitar. You're in your magical scimitar. <laughs> yeah! Baby! That is a 12. Nice. Wonderful. Where do you swipe at Kira? Um... Probably her hands, her arms, to get the bow out of them. Yeah. You slice, you swipe your scimitar at Kira, and where you nick her left hand, you completely sever the right as this hand just falls onto the ground. As you start to see sawdust stuffing and this black ooze coming out of Kira's arm, she immediately drops her bow and lets out this horrendous screeching howl and looks down at you, and for a second, D, almost like you feel something inside of you almost twist or turn a bit, a pain inside of you as well. Oh, I hate that I had to do that. Just, could you just not, not fight us right now? She raises her arm that is Come now on. seeping Yikes. the liquid. Come and she on! Comes charging at you. We cut to outside. <laughs> Violet, you look around. Hannah is not standing in front of you at all. Hannah! You look around to your left. She's not there. You look forward and you hear the commotion on the other side of the house, not there. And then you feel Bella tug at your armor and she points to the ground. And laying on the ground, is a beautiful hand-stitched doll that looks exactly like Hannah. <gasps> a tiny, oh. regular-sized doll. points to the house. Your dad. I want to try to find something that is safe to wrap her up in. <laughs> like a little... Roll me 2d6 <laughs> plus canny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Alright, that's a nine. With a nine. Don't make tokens. Uh, Violet, you do have one token. Well, I think we really got to protect. Yeah. Hannah, so yes. yeah. Wonderful. Aww. Yeah. Actually, I will say you get to keep your token. 
Hannah actually has a token tipped by Hannah herself. <laughs> I'm going to give you Hannah's token for Hannah's own safety. She would want to do this her way. Yes. So yeah. that's great. I like that even not hear Hannah still selfish as her back. I like that so But yes, much. you get so to use Hannah's death. token. Okay, great. So um, I just want to make like a little pouch. I see that. I'll say that you remember you like kind of look back down in the basement and uh -huh. you remember seeing almost. Yeah, there's different dress materials. So it appears that Bella has been stitching and sewing down there while she's been down there. So you, there's a number. There's a plethora of cloths and Amazing. swatches. Great. Run down real quick. Don't want to be stuck down there. Grab, uh, grab a little. Uh, I just like sort of swaddle her around me so that she's still attached to me and I still have both of my uh, So she's kind of like swash, like swaddled at your hip? Yes, exactly. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> and then I, I just kept her, her mouth available to breathe just in case that was a thing that she did. I don't know. I've never had a, a human. You dog. see that I mean, she's no, just like, it's human, almost like human. this like stitched smile. She has two button eyes and almost, yeah, this stitched smile. Yikes. Hate it. I hate everything about it. <laughs> hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Um, <laughs> Bella. Are you afraid of your dad? You just see this almost this wave of confusion comes over Bella's face as she begins to nod yes, but then doesn't, but then starts to nod no, and you just see almost like she is just overcome with this emotion where you would imagine someone tears coming to their eyes at this time nothing comes to her eyes her face just kind of squinches up all right you stay by me this will end in some way and that will be good because it'll be over and that's a good thing you almost hear her when you say the words this will be over as if somehow a little bit more of her composure comes back. And she nods. <clears throat> All right. We need to find a way to him. Before we need to see if my friends need help. Which way are you going? Going through the back door or are you going through the front door? I'm going through the back door. Wonderful. <laughs> I will say, yeah, as you start to move to the back door, holding Bella's hand with Hannah, doll Hannah swallowed at your side. At the same time, Braga, you are carrying yeah, Ryder out. Yeah, a bleeding out. king. Um, yeah. yeah. How are you carrying him? I'm by the, the scruff. Like, like, like the Nate, like, like, right by the, like, yeah. I'm just like, like, I'm just like, you are no good to us as fodder. And I, like, take him outside. All right. Yeah. Like he's a kitten. <laughs> you set him down. How do you? Yeah. Okay. You just set yeah. Him well, down. I, mean, I was. I, I thought Hannah was going to be out there, but I walk out and she's not there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. And I, I, I see. Do I run into? Do I'll I run say into, yeah. As soon as you land out there, uh, Violet, you're turning the corner. <laughs> right, so I see Violet with a doll, with a doll, Hannah wrapped around in a swaddling thing, and a little girl at her side. And I go, <sighs> I don't know what the fuck is happening right now, but this guy can't be in here anymore. I set him down on the ground. <laughs> we can't protect him and fight them and find her dad. And what is? What is on your side? Yeah, it, it, things got really weird really fast. This is Hannah. This is Hannah. Of course it's Hannah. I know. All right. Do you need to go back out? I can wrap. I got a bunch of more material I can wrap. 
yeah, his arm fix up. his arm or what was an arm. And I, I like take, I look at him and I just kind of like shake my head. They go back in the house. I don't know what she sees in you. And I walk back in the house. <laughs> Ryder sits there. You don't see under his cloak, but his skin is becoming more and more pale as the blood just. Oh, yeah. he, there's a there's a pool of blood leading yeah. from the kitchen now to the outside as he sits in this kind of collecting pool of blood. I go back in and basically tag out D. Like I, okay. I like I go in wherever she's standing. I take in her spot. Okay. Well. Or try to. That's the goal. You probably see. We, uh, before uh, you do that. That's the goal. <laughs> Thank you so much. Chat for the tip. Uh, uh, of rip, chaos. Rip. Oh. Uh-oh. Chat D. is our heel tonight, and I love it. <laughs> D, you immediately see Kira coming towards you with her oozing black handless arm. As you try to dodge, you don't realize that Kira and Lola have started a combo together Uh-oh. as you are now sandwiched between two monarchs. As Kira pushes a fist towards you, you start to kind of dodge out of the way, but then immediately you feel two daggers pierce you in the back, kind of right at your kidneys, three kind of on your backsides, as Lola sticks both of her daggers into your kidneys and pulls them out. D, you take... You take six points of damage oh. as you feel, yeah, you feel your internal organs start to go. Oh, my. Ugh. And little monarch bitches, you're going to pay for that. Do I walk in seeing that Braga, happen? Yeah, Braga, you kind of walk in and almost like D, you dodge the fit. You dodge, you dodge Kira's blow. You kind of look up at Braga. Braga, D, you make eye contact. And then you just see D almost go like, as she feels her back being pierced by two daggers. Okay. Um. Ugh. I am just gonna like try to like with like with my axe pushing one and my hand pushing the other like knock them out of the way and grabbing D. Roll me. I'm gonna say you're defying some danger. So roll me two D six plus heart. Okay. You're gonna get your friends. Okay, that's a seven, and I don't have enough tokens. To, I think I only have one token. You only right have now. one token. So there I'm is not no more second chances. Seven plus one. Um. Yeah, well, it's, 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 oh, yeah, it's, it's an eight and plus one making nine, so I'm still not gonna be able to make it. Um, so I think I'll take a mix of this. So I'm just trying to get D away from them. So yes. I, I, if I can choose to take the damage myself, I will, but I'll let you control. But I, yeah. That is what I'm going to give you, <laughs> yeah. yes. Braga, as you rush in to grab D, you're able to kind of get D in one arm, but unfortunately, uh, Lola. Is there actually no? Sorry, apologies. Kira is the one closest to you, as Lola has now kind of sunk back and standing in the doorway behind D. Kira, the one laying up, lining up the punch towards D, is now beside you as you feel her handless arm covered in her kind of black, inky, oozing blood. You feel that go into your face. Oh God right into your eye patch as you now feel this kind of oozy acidic like blood start to seep into your own skin okay as you fight through the pain you're able to grab d and kind of move are you trying to go outside or i'm trying to get i'm trying to get because d is really hurt right now so i'm trying to get her out of the way of the battle so she can't get hurt more right now. wonderful i will say yeah with almost a quick kind of movement as you feel this pain you're able to grab d take a few steps and now the two of you are standing in the kitchen yeah with uh one downed monarch 
one confused monarch and two monarchs at the ready. Okay, I'm using my body. Oh, and Marigold's there too. So five monarchs are here. I'm using my body as like a shield to protect D and like with no regard for my own safety at this point. Braga, as you feel this acidic black ooze seep into your past wounds, you start to take three points of damage. Sure. As you feel a searing pain in your eye that you have not felt since it was gouged out in battle. Okay. Um, I, I kind of like, once I like know like, I, I D far enough away that I can like kind of leave her safely behind, I come back around and now just like pure rage, I'm just start swinging my axe like at whatever I can. Before you do that, Betty, Hi. you have just taken out, I'll say you just sliced Marigold's Sorry. tendons. Mm-hmm. And then you saw, yeah, immediately as you did that, you saw Braga take Ryder outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you saw the whole commotion happen with D. Mm-hmm. So I will say your action kind of uh, in the timeline of things takes place as Braga is rescuing D. What would you like to do? You see that Marigold is now furiously, almost her head turns like an animatronic, but you see that it starts to go over her shoulder in a very inhuman-like way. So while her body is facing this way like an owl, her head is now turned right over her left shoulder completely. Does Marigold have a cape on or something? Or no, not? she does not. They did the monarchs, no capes. <laughs> silly, silly girls. Um, <laughs> I want to run up to Marigold while she's doing her little twisty turny thing. And I'm, again, I'm just trying to subdue and not destroy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take my own cape off and I want to try to like tie her up and like talk to her. Okay. Uh, Roll me 2d6 plus skill. Second chance? No second chances. Betty, you have two tokens. Okay, that's a three, four, five. I can we get a six. What's my success? A seven. Seven. Um, I don't get plus one from light, do I, since I'm using my cloak? You're using your cloak, not Um, your enchanted weapons. Alrighty, that's a failsies. I just, I roll a four. (laughs) With a fail. Yep. Rip, rip, rip. (laughs) As you start to take your cloak off, and try to wrap it around Marigold. She just grabs it in one hand and grabs your throat in the other. Oh, that's my only cloak! And she starts to lift you up the ground and you feel her hand, almost this human-like power coming from it as it tightens around your neck and you feel her hand constricting your throat tighter and tighter. I do these can't for please help someone. <laughs> How are we close? Am I close to her? A violet. I mean, as soon as you saw, as you saw Braga rush in, did you follow? Did you check on Ryder? Oh, what yeah, are you I've, doing? I have been tying. I've been trying to uh, uh, pack the wound <laughs> so that he's not like just bleeding out. I will say, roll me two d six plus heart. Oh, oh God! My <laughs> God! Um, mm-mm. that's a four. That's a five. <laughs> Fail. Violet, what material were you using to pack his wound? I unpacked um, Hannah from her little sling because I was panicked, and I tried to. So I put Hannah down, and oh. then I tried to pack it. Ooh, how I want to do this. <laughs> I will do this. Oh no. Oh no. Unfortunately, this cloth that you pulled was not the softest. It was a very kind of tough cotton. A very tough kind of, yeah, like that kind of tartar, that tartany kind of like sack bag 
cloth waxed. Oh. Yep. As you stuff it in Ryder's arm, you hear him screech out in oh. pain because the wound has not been cauterized or anything as you just keep pushing this material into his open wounds. As you notice as well, the blood is just seeping into this cloth. This cloth is much more uh, kind of brown and light. Is now turning a bright, bright red <sighs> as Hannah lays on the ground next to you. I w- I'll be right back. I'm going to get someone more qualified. You just, you lay right here. I'll be right back. I'm, lay- I'm going to lay down. Um, and then I, I grab, I just grab Hannah. Are you going to grab Hannah or are you going to leave her there? I was going to grab her, but that's not the smartest thing to do, but that's what I was going to do. Okay. So you grab Hannah. I grab Hannah. <laughs> and carry her into the battle. And I carry her into the battle. <laughs> You're, yep, you no longer ever strapped onto you got so you have one arm that can't do anything. Yeah, this is holding the, Hannah. This was the choice I made. That was <laughs> wonderful. Yep. As Ryder as Ryder kinda lays on the ground, his eyes starting to close a bit, as he sees the Hannah doll, and for a moment Hannah. As he lays back down onto the ground holding Aww. his bleeding wound. Violet, as you enter the home, the sight before you is something to be seen. You see that Marigold is now choking out Betty. Danny, the monarch, is passed out on the ground. Midge, the monarch, still standing in confusion, almost in the back left corner of the living room, just watching whatever's happening, not knowing which side to take. Braga, who is now has an axe and D in one arm and her hand on her eye in the other, is screeching in pain as you see D, who's been kind of pushed back to where you are. You see two big wounds, and D is bleeding out of like kind of her her kidneys as you see her standing there as well. I I um, it, uh, who's around who's around D right now? Anybody like Braga? Braga, or, and I would say that yeah, where you are, it's kind of like here's here's Marigold and Betty, here's Braga and D, and then here are the other monarchs. I'm kind of shielding D from the other monarchs. Yeah. I want to grab D. I want to pick her up and take her to the back porch with all the other wounded uh, so that maybe they can, yeah. she can help both the of them. The second I see Violet, I like let D go to Violet. Like I let her go, hand her off so that I can get back to, to killing. D, are you gonna, yeah. are you gonna go back there? Yeah. Actually, I will say this. Violet, you look at D. Yes. D, you look at Violet, yes. and you feel a combo coming on. Oh, God. This <laughs> <laughs> is not going super good. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, okay. Give us a challenge. I'm good. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that um, I see your back is injured, so I'm going to, like, scoop you up like a swing. Like a, I'm just going to scoop you up like we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna travel this way like this. Are you holding the Hannah like between but, in your hands? But before that, I'm gonna throw the Hannah doll up in the air to D to catch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I snatch it out of the air as you scoop me up. Uh huh. Scoop. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then and then um, we're gonna just fold her into the to the house to the back porch. Yes. And on our way out, I reach behind and I. Uh, uh, I don't have that kind of magic. Oh, I would like to. Oh, I know. Uh, I still have my scimitar. You do. Hand. My shield is broken, but um, I take my uh, shield and I try to catch some ambient light in the room or the light off of, like, uh, Braga's axe. axe <laughs> and I shine it into, let's say, Marigold's axe. Wait, I would say that. Yes. Who, yes. 
I will say because this is an auto success, <laughs> you were able to do that. So, Yay. and this is a new move for us, but we knew the name as <laughs> if it were destined. <laughs> yes, and uh, the name is uh, the hand, hand over, over ass. ass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is exactly what it's called. Because the hand, you know, you yeah, hand, the hand over, over the hand. Oh, hand over the axe. Yes. I heard A-S-S on A-X-E. One of them definitely said ass. Over ass. I might have said ass. But hand over axe. Yeah, that's right. Wonderful. With the hand over axe, yes. As a D, you're able to not only get onto the back porch where you're seeing Ryder kind of writhe in pain, you are able to flash some light reflecting off of Braga's still enchanted axe as it flashed into the eyes of Marigold. Marigold, now stunned, releases her left hand around Betty's throat, her right hand holding Betty's cloak, as she stumbles backwards and falls into the broken table. Hey guys, should we, this, okay, this really is not going super well. Should we just set this house on fire? That's my, that's my new idea. I, I have some, I, we, that's my new idea, and I might do that if you guys go outside, but up to you, I don't know. <laughs> Cool. Or, sh or should <laughs> we save gone. our souls? I'm just throwing out ideas. We're gone. Yeah, we're gone. Yeah. We're, us two are gone. Yeah. Okay. I right. was planning on cutting <laughs> off Marigold's arm, but now that she's been shining in the eyes, I, I switch over to Kira, okay. and I like go to take her other arm, the one that's like, so she can't be casting spells or shooting arrows or anything. Roll me 2d6 plus guts. You got this. Betty contemplates setting the house on fire by herself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like always. Is this worth it? Okay, so that is a a six, a seven plus four is eleven. Cool. With an eleven, so yeah, describe to me this. Is it just like an immediate slice down? Yeah, because I, on I no, nothing arm? nothing finessey to it. Because I basically switched targets mid-flight. Like I saw I saw the light hit Marigold. I saw her let go of, of Betty. So then I kind of was like, okay, and then I went this way instead. Yeah. Immediately, you take down your axe and you slice uh, Marigold's, or no, sorry, Lola's. Lola's Kira, yeah. Kira. Kira. There's five of them. There are <laughs> yeah. Five NPCs of controlling at the same time yeah. and more. You cut, <laughs> out, you cut off Kira's other arm, and now so she is, uh, her right hand is gone and her left arm is gone. As you just see more and more of this sawdust uh, stuffing and black inky kind of ooze falling out of her limbs as she lets out another screech in pain and she starts to double over. This catches the attention of Midge for a second, who is still still confused by what Dee has said to her as Midge starts to now actually go over to Danny on the ground, who is still passed out as Midge just sits there and puts Danny's head on her lap. I want to get personal with friggin' Marigold. <laughs> Because I want to try to talk some stuff. I want to try to do what, what Dee did. I Only 2d6 plus hard. I'm not very good at it, though, so we'll see if all this goes. You got it. You got it. Uh, okay, it's a five, six. I have two tokens. Uh, I'll use one to make it a seven. All right. Next success. Next success. Okay. As you approach Marigold, she's holding her eyes and kind of almost in the bed of this smashed table and chairs beneath her. Ah. Marigold, listen, listen to me. It, you, know, you tried to choke me out and that was super not cool of you, but you have to remember who you were. Remember your family, you told us that really sad story. Like you've lost people. You don't want to kill us. Ah. The one who's controlling you is making more people lose family members and friends and loved ones. You can't do this. Ah. 
you hear another help escape from her lips. <laughs> as she simply, because it was a mixed success, similar to Mid, she's not necessarily going to help you, but she also is not necessarily compelled to keep attacking you. She almost just sits there, starting to curl up into a ball, her head in her hands, as she sits in the wreckage. Immediately you hear Lola in the doorway let out a yell as she starts to charge. And then you see her stop. You see her something kind of shoot her up for a moment and then stop as her body kind of falls to the ground and you see that there's now these kind of two holes that almost go from her back to her chest as she lays down. And standing in the doorway, is a woman in kind of a a light brown dress with these kind of beautiful green and golden accents and she almost has these kind of golden markings around her face too she sits there with kind of these light pink curls on her hair holding a staff where is Copelius? We would like to know. You were looking for him also. He just poofed away a second ago. Ah! As she takes her staff, you see these roots almost shoot out from this forked, this kind of uh, wrapped, oaky, forked wooden staff of hers. These roots shoot out from the fork. They pierce Lola on the ground like a fork. And she pulls her out and tosses her outside. Thank you. I mean, they've been out. They'll just come back inside. But yeah, they tend to do it a lot. Who are you? <sighs> My name is Hilda. Okay, you gonna help us? We're yes. Trying, we're, are you trying to stop Professor Copelius? We're doing our best. Yeah. Then I will help you. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Uh, got a lot of injured people roll around in the alleyway back there. Uh, two of us are trying to keep it together. We're trying to talk some sense into these these. These are souls trapped in puppet bodies. It's a real long story, but try not to kill them completely. Just kind of subdue them. They can't help it. He did something to them. I understand. I know exactly what he did. We cut to outside. Where Violet, you've just kind of brought D out. Okay, D. Um, as you can see, this I I I totally messed up the pack in the wound situation with him. Uh, did you, can you heal yourself? Uh. I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, how how many how many cures do I have for this? I will say this: we did reach 500. Thank you all so much, Violet. You feel a tug at your kind of waist armor again, as Bella raises her hand to her lips and she starts to enter her own home. Do you try and stop her? No. Almost amidst the chaos, as Betty is trying to convince Marigold to stop as this new individual has now showed up and forked Lola in the doorway, Bella simply makes her way through the kitchen, untouched, unharmed, and unnoticed. She finds a cabinet to the bottom of right. She opens it up. She pulls out a box, this beautiful oak box with this kind of gold uh, decoration on it. She opens it up, and there are these two beautiful crystalline, like, orbs that have two potions in them. <laughs> she carries both of them in her tiny little kid arms, and she makes her way 
once again, unseen, unharmed, back out the doorway into the back porch. She holds both of them. Oh, well done, you angel. I, I just want to... Both of these are safe? I trust her. Okay. And I just want to give one to Dee. I t- uh, drink it. D, as you drink it, you feel kind of these wounds in the back start to start to stop bleeding and almost begin to heal. Not completely, but you feel mostly the pain go away. There's no more pain distracting you as you are healed back for four points. Oh, that's good. <sighs> Thank you. And now I just want to open Ryder's mouth and just pour it into his mouth. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Actually, this. I'm going to say doozies. 2d6 plus heart. <laughs> Can I help, actually? Yes, roll me 2d6 um, plus your uh, violet bond. Oh, I... Uh, actually, I have... I have... Oh, can I... Uh, yeah. I have cure critical wounds. Mm-hmm. So if there's any way... Maybe you can help me with the potions and I can do the curing. Cure yeah. Critical wounds on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I help you? Yeah. Yeah. Roll that violet bond. So, yeah, so roll Her. your D bond. D. D-bond. Ooh. Oh, nice. Great. So D-bond, that's a natural D-bond. 12. So 13. Wonderful. You get a plus two to this roll. Brilliant. Wow. Okay. And so now I'll roll for cure critical wounds. Because they're critical, I'm going to say it's plus skill. Oh. Gee, Emily. You get plus two. That's true. Yes. So it's plus three. Oh, I needed that. That's eight. No, any tokens? You have two tokens. I'm going to use them both. Actually, yes, you have two tokens. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Do I need two? Is yes. that an eight? That's an eight. This is five. Oh, yeah. Plus three. Uh-huh. So eight and then plus two tokens is ten. Wonderful. Oh, and then uh, it says heal an ally you touch of 3d8 damage. Wonderful. So as you touch, as you touch Ryder, are you touching him on his arm? Mm-hmm. And I take, and as you pour the, the, po- the potions... Do I need to if she can heal him? Do I need to use this? You can hold on to it. Yeah, I'm keeping it. Um, and I just want to point to Hannah, by the way. I just want to be like... <laughs> Hannah the doll? Yeah. <laughs> it's a motionless doll. The doll does not blink. The doll does not say anything. It's just a button-eyed doll that just smiles. I just meant, I just meant to... Be- oh, I meant to Bella. Like, would this work? Oh, you meant to... Okay. <laughs> Bella just goes... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, yeah. Nah, nah. Save that. <laughs> As you put your arm on Ryder, the bleeding stops, and the wound almost starts to magic- magically cauterize as you start to kind of heal it and stop it. You start to see some color return back to his skin as his shallow breathing is now kind of returned somewhat back to normal. <sighs> Thank you, G. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. What's happening in there? Is is, is everyone all right? <laughs> nope. Uh, well, we should probably somehow help them because, yeah, it wasn't looking good when we left, but... I can still fight. No, no. You're... We don't want to lose the Lost King. You should stay with Bella. Oh, I don't think we've met. Uh, hi, I, I, hi. You're, are you the friend that we were coming to rescue? The, yes. Wonderful. I'm glad that we rescued you. I think, yeah, thank we, you for your effort. Um, and I, I think you should stay with Bella and Hannah, who is now a doll. And I think 
she needs protection. Wait, Hannah's a Hannah's doll? Hannah's a doll? Uh, yes, also, yes, this That's happened. Hannah? Yes, and so there's some dark, dark magic at this house. And Bella, she's wonderful, and she's scared. And these two precious creatures need to be taken care of while we fight. Can you do that? Yes, I can. All right, let's go. Can I do one more thing before sure. we leave? Um, <laughs> uh, I have an advanced move called Invigorate, where I can, when I heal someone, they take plus two forward to their damage. Mm-hmm. Can I retroactively give that to him? Also, because it was a critical wound, he's he can't really be super invigorated as it was like a really nasty wound. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so, Violet and Dee, you head back inside the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to start that second poll now. So, please get active in the chat as the second poll will start. Inside the home. Yes. Betty, you've just finished talking some sense into Marigold, who now sits in a, just a, a nest of broken table and chairs, confused. Midge is now gently stroking past out Danny's hair as her head rests on her lap. Kira has now slid down the wall. These two almost like like one big inky black sludge line following her now chopped off left arm as she sits against the fireplace. And Lola lies currently motionless in the street behind Hilda. I want to get situated. Oh, me 2d6 plus your candy. Okay, and then I get a plus one for seeing red because I'm in combat right now. All right. Which doesn't really matter because I got a, f- I have a five total. Do I have any tokens? Raga, you have two tokens. Oh. There you go. Okay, so I'll spend those two to make it a seven so I get okay. to ask one question. Yes. And it's not one of the ones on the list, but here's what I want to ask. Because in the yes. middle of us fighting, a little girl just walked into the house and grabbed stuff and walked back out again. What did all the monarchs do when she did that? Were they like watching? Did they, did they react Nobody to her Nobody noticed her. So they didn't like have any deference to her or anything? Nope. Okay. You are their prime targets right now. Okay. It's okay. I was hoping... <laughs> I, was hoping oh. I had a plan in my head, but that won't work. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Is... So is the battle over, basically? Like, no, everyone's incapacitated, or except for... Just about, yeah. The battle for now seems to be on pause, unless cool, cool. Lola picks herself up, or yeah. perhaps Midge and Danny come too. Marigold as well. Kira still trying to figure out what her next action will be. Um, I'm not usually one... Uh, Betty's not usually one for speeches, but I'm going to try to get personal with all of them to try to, like, give a little, hey, get your shit together. <laughs> to Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Okay. Can I help with just moral support? Yeah, roll me 2d6 plus your Betty Yay. Bond. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I only have one, I have one token? Or did I use it? Rip. Okay. I love you, I'm sorry. What did you do to me? <laughs> Is it plus anything? Is it, oh, plus Bond. Yeah. Yes, plus your Betty Bond. So six. You sorry. get a negative one on this. Cool. <laughs> so sorry. As I'm about to make my speech, I hear I hear these very good speeches in the back of my head. I'm like, how can I ever oh, do no. be that no. <laughs> Okay. And it's heart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, four, five, six, seven. Uh, heart is one, so that's seven. I have seven. I have one token. Mm-hmm. There are two second chance. Uh, there's two second chances. I think you could go for it. Yeah. 
Okay. This yeah, needs to well. be. This needs you to be a good. Really is it still a minus one or no? I will say no. The, 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 the D is for the desperation helped out with the first roll. Yay! Okay. Desperation. Oh. It's five, but I can't use tokens, so that's a five. I don't think I fail that. Wait, so plus one. Plus one, right? Also, it's still six. Okay, never mind. Or six, yeah, sorry, six. Um, I'm so sorry. So describe yep, to me advice. how at first you 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 goof and then you, you goof again. Uh, I, I start before I start talking. I do think about Dee's really good speeches and how she's always able to motivate people to get get them to feel better or to do more. Uh, and I just and I just suddenly I blank because I'm trying to think of my own words about this situation, which is really very complicated. Uh, so I'm quiet for like a little too long. I'm going, uh, 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 and then um, I just, okay, let me try again. You five suck so bad, and you just gotta get it together. You gotta get it together and not listen to the crazy old man. I don't know what. Uh, I'm gonna set the house on fire. This is stupid. <laughs> I take out my fire brandy. <laughs> Braga. What are we doing now? <laughs> I don't know. I was going to set the house on fire. Maybe they all would die and then we wouldn't worry about this anymore. It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. Am mm -hmm. I in the room now? But <laughs> yeah, yeah you are in the room We now. have to protect other... These are attached to other houses. We can't burn down this neighborhood. Uh, okay. All right. Good we point. gotta. We have to draw him out. Okay. He's our you, enemy. How do you propose we do that? I don't want to suggest it, but there's only one thing here he cares about. <gasps> what? Are you okay. talking about her? As you look outside, and you have now left Hannah, Bella, oh, and Ryder, who has, who is, Ryder has a knife pointed towards Professor Cabellius. Cabellius has a knife pointed at Ryder. They're literally the one thing we cannot let him get killed, and his goodness, just, ugh. I'll give you a choice. Your friend, or the Lost King. Can, can I run towards him as fast as I can? With my sword. You can try. Okay. Is this plus? Roll me 2d6 plus guts. Yes. Oh. No. Reroll it. But like five, this. six. Do I have any tokens? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's seven, eight. Do I have any tokens? Violet, you have two tokens. <gasps> oh, yes! <Yeah! laughs> <God. laughs> Thank oh. you, Tokens! Thank you, Tokens! Thank you, Tokens! Violet. Who are you aiming for? I'm aiming for the... Uh, I can't remember his... I can't pronounce Capellius. his name. Capellius. I'm aiming for Capellius. Wonderful. As you charge your sword towards him... Mm-hmm. He stands there. I'll make the choice for you then. As almost in an instant, as your sword pierces him, you cut off his left hand, holding Hannah the doll. As the doll in Coppelius' hand falls to the ground. But almost as soon as you pierce your sword through his hand, you hear another noise. Ugh! And you look down, and Coppelius has taken his right arm and pierced a sword through Ryder's heart. He withdraws the sword, 
You really want to do this? No, we didn't. We tried to stop you at the beginning of this. Well, let's go somewhere interesting, shall we? As you see him disappear with Bella in a puff of smoke. Are we supposed to try to follow him? What does that mean? Guys, guys, I'll try to... Oh, check it, I run over to check on uh, Ryder. Is there any way to save him? DD, what can you follow, do? I follow. Yeah. Ryder is fading fast as he lays there. D, is there anything you can do? I try. I'm going to try to cure... Cure... Yeah. Again. Try I will say spell. that you, you, you get one kind of... Intense wounds a day, so you can try and cure his regular wounds. Moderate wounds. Moderate wounds. Okay, I'll do that. Do, do we still have the extra potion too? Or? You do. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Got it right here. Got yeah, it right yeah. here. Double it up. So pour that. Yeah, pour that and smell. Does, uh, does it stack? Does it stack? Can it? Does it stack? <laughs> I mean, if I roll bad, I roll bad. I will say this: <laughs> you pour the potion into his mouth. And he swallows half of it, but you see the liquid start to go down his lips. Oh, no, no, no. As you start to see the hole in his chest, it's not stopping. It's expanding. Oh, like, the cursed, that, like the yeah, cursed the weapons, weapons did. So you see the wound continue to open and open until now he has a gaping hole in the heart of his chest. His heart now being somewhat exposed. Okay, I'm going to try to cure moderate wounds on him. Why doesn't he wear armor? Armor. I can't <laughs> believe. What, what am I rolling? Roll me 2d6 plus heart. Okay. Okay. That's an eight. Any tokens? No. That's an eight. With an eight, D, you are able to pause the wound from spreading at the moment. That's all you can do, but now you see his heart is exposed. He's, as the skin tail turns even more white, his eyes start to flutter. So you have a few moments left with Ryder. Hey, Hilda, can you, do you know any healing? Hilda, remember Hilda? You see this, oh, yeah. this tall woman kind of emerge from the inside of the home. Um, I'm afraid I'm not a cleric. I'm simply a druid. Um, uh, I can help with trees. Great, awesome. I, I am. I have no idea who this is, but None of I'm, us I'm, she here, just I'm up. here to stop Doctor or Professor Copelius as well. Good. We're all doing a great job. How about that. you stop him from murdering this guy? I don't know the way can, that we can do that, but that would be a thing to do. I, I can't stop death. Apologies. I, I think we need to call it, guys. I think we need to help him not be in pain and let him die. Everybody dies. This is just his time. But then and we're letting that god win again. Do you feel your hands keeping Ryder's wounds at bay as his eyes look up at yours and you connect with him? I was supposed to kill you. But I... That's dumb. Honestly. I hate that... I hate that this has happened to you. D. I was supposed to help someone. That is what was foretold of me. <sighs> that five of us would gather in a fellowship <laughs> and assist the one with gold 
to stop the end of the world. D, you see his hand shakily come up and kind of put a hand on your shoulder. If I can't do this, you must fill my role for me. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Thank you. Do you feel his hands start to loosen? I'm sorry I don't get to say goodbye to Hannah. I pick up the little doll of Hannah on the floor and put it, like, I kind of, I, like, put his little arm around it. Yeah. So it's like, but his, yeah, he's hugging it. The arm he still has. Yeah. So this is technically Hannah. Hannah. I must say, I'm sorry we didn't get to do that thing after dinner that you wanted to do. <laughs> it was sex. I know. Okay. <laughs> I wish I could have had one more dinner with you, Hannah. As you see him slip into death. The lost king has fallen. D. Suddenly, a symbol appears on your other hand. Not the arm that has been originally marked with Narigoth, but the other one. A symbol appears similarly to an hourglass. The same symbol that has appeared on Hannah, Betty, and Braga as well. As on your other hand, where the mark of Narigoth once was, you almost see these purple runes disappear into the mist. As your pact and your promise has now been fulfilled. <clears throat> uh... New, new lady, I'm so sorry. What did Hilda. You say? Hilda. Hilda. Yes. Um, uh, can I get personal with you for a second? Yes. Um, I'll say you just do this. Oh, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been very, very... I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. I didn't know him well, but he seemed to be meaningful to my friends. Hannah wanted to bang him. And that's typical. Hi. Um, is there anything that you know that could be helpful to us in defeating him? Professor Capellius. Yes. Yes. Well, I know that he's been killing people. Mm -hmm. He's been doing some kind of malicious thing, especially to that daughter of his. No one believed me. No one, no one believed me. But when, when he took away my fiance, that's, that's when things got very personal. So I came after him today with the intention to kill him. And but if he has left here. There's only one place in town where he would believe that he would be safe. Where? Atop Stridus' castle. The home of the MAUR. It is the highest point in all of the town. If he wanted to stay safe, he would stay up there. All right. Should we go? 
Yeah. What's to stop him from vanishing again the second we find him up there, though? We just gotta get the chaosium out of his hands before that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how that works? And Bella. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. We have to destroy it. The chaosium. We need to summon the, the, the whole what? MAUR. They have to know what's happening in this city. Oh, you're working with the MAUR. We're not sort of. Oh, it's an extremely yeah. complicated yeah, relationship. They don't really like it. It's yeah. yeah. But you Political. said you needed to summon them. It's their castle. They have swords. I don't know. Yes. Just trying to use the power for our benefit. My fiance, he was an inquisitor there. I know how to contact them. I have his I have his token with me. So I will head there and I will alert them and we will start searching. Braga, what do you think? Do you think this is a good idea? I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like every time we get close to this guy, he just pulls away from us again. Every time we think we've got him, something happens like this or this or whatever. If you were going to come up with a strategy right now, what do you think? What, what would you do? <laughs> I don't know, Violet. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. I just know that... I know we have to go get him. What's the strategy? Let's, let's get up there and kill him. All right. right. That, well, that works for me. We need the Chaosium. We need... Uh -huh. He obviously values the daughter more than he values anything else. Mm -hmm. The monarchs are still alive and potentially oh, yeah, they're still able kicking. to be sent our way. Mm -hmm. Now, why didn't we try to get that cleric to heal this guy? She was a... What cleric? She was a, a druid. Oh. Tree. Oh, Hilda? I'm so no, here. I meant Kira. I mean, I, I don't think she was in her best place, best self yeah. If I go talk to the Grand Bishop, there may be a way that we can set up an entire barrier around the castle. It will take all of the MAUR's magical resources, but we can keep him from leaving it, if that will do you any help. Yeah, that would be really helpful. Wonderful. I just, I, I do have a good feeling about you. Mm -hmm. I need to know. I need to know you won't betray us. If you want his head on a pike, I will give you everything you need to make sure that happens. I lost something great. And he will pay for it. All right, that reads like rage to me, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I speak rage. That sounds like rage. So, <sighs> Violet, what about that weird ghost girl? What's, what's going on with her deal? Are we... She's scared, and she's alone, and... She's dead. She's dead. He's been keeping Is her alive. Is she still here? With... No, he okay. took her. Sorry. Would it's it, okay. Would it be real terrible for us to put her to rest? Is that murder? Are we killing little girls? She's already dead. It's not... Yeah. She wants this to be over. He's keeping her alive. He, he's... It's torture. She it, wants it to be It can't be a pleasant experience for her. So the plan is to... Well, the Chaosium is keeping her alive, so if we destroy that, she's probably going to pass. Yeah. And there'll be peace in that. And we're going to help you! Okay. And you hear from inside the house, the monarchs. You see Danny coming out holding her head, Midge carrying Danny, or no, Midge carrying Marigold, Kira and Lola kind of resting on each other as well. Sorry. No. Danny steps forward. No, I understand. I understand. You 
did something to him when you hit him. And, and now he's focusing all of that Chaosium's energy on him and his daughter. So his hold on us has lifted for now, but... Yes, we are going to help you stop him. Even though... Even though I don't know what's going to happen to us once he's gone. I and my monarchs will die with honor protecting this town because that is what I do. So we will help you stop him. Will you accept our help? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We all know what it's like to have someone try to force you to be something you're not, and we all know what it's like to fight against that. So anyone who does that is all right in our book. Wonderful. Well, let's make our way there. Hilda, do you know if the NAUR, is, do they have any sort of levitation abilities, like even temporary, something that help us get to the top of that tower before we can before he escapes? Because maybe we can find a way to flank him without him knowing it. I can help you with that. Oh. What? There's trees here. Oh, yeah, excellent oh, point. Oh, yeah, Druid, you just said the, tre- you yeah, just the trees. Yeah, trees. All right, great. Well, let's go. Is that the plan? Let's treat up. Yeah, if okay. Barga says it's the plan, it's the plan. Yeah. So let's do it. Wonderful. Let us make our way there. As you see Hilda pull out this, almost this compass-like necklace, and she speaks into it, and it starts to glow this light green, you suddenly hear the bells and horns of Stridus go off. As in the distance, you see Stridus Castle, the home of the NMAUR, suddenly this green light bubble encases it. We cut to the top of Stridus's tower, standing there with one arm tucked into his coat, is Professor Capellius, and sitting there, shaking, staring at him, is his daughter. I'm doing this all for you. Why don't you just realize this? If, if I could have saved your mother, you know I would have. Bella, as he sinks to his knees. You are all I have left in this world, Bella. If if you're not here, then I'm not here. Someone offered me to keep you, and I want to give you a life. I want to give you the life that you deserve. Why don't you understand that? Why did you have to get their help? Why did you bring her into our home? Do you want to die? As you see Bella stand up. Just standing there over her father. Where suddenly... The ground starts to shake near Stridus's castle. Professor Coppelius feels it on top of the tower and his... Daughter Bella starts to shake as well. 
as suddenly springing up from the ground, a mighty oak shooting up alongside of the tower and on one of its branches, a platform holding Violet, Betty, Braga, D, Danny, Marigold, Lola, Kira, and Midge as it matches onto the platform. You see Capellius grab the Chaosium from his coat and focus and say, <laughs> I'll just keep disappearing, you fools, as he stands there and you see him focus and nothing. You see him focus again and nothing. What have you done? Violet, do you think you can call Arabella away from her father? I think so. If we can get them, I'll give it a try. It doesn't feel good, does it, Professor? I'm trying to distract him while you're doing Great, this. Great, I love that. It doesn't feel good, does it, Professor, to feel like your destiny is being controlled by others? He looks around and he notices the green barrier for the first time shimmering above him. While he's looking around, I just want to do this to Bella. You see her nod. It doesn't feel good to be a puppet, does it, Capellius? So you're working with the M.A.U.R. now? You think you can stop me? I have this! And you see him hold out the Chaosium, and it's just seeping in this necrotic energy. I want to try to throw... Well, you can resolve your thing first, but I just want to try to throw a dagger at his arm to let him drop it. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think as I tried as I try to do this over to her, I think that's the perfect time. Bella starts to make her way over towards you. Roll me 2d6 plus skill. What about Kenny, though? <laughs> I'll say Kenny because it's your quick thinking. <gasps> I don't think it matters. Uh, well, with Kenny, that's a uh, 11, 12, 13, 14. Ooh, with a 14. Describe to me how you throw... Describe to me this. You just... You just... To his arm? So while he's been talking, I've been kind of putting my my super good cloak that I still have over my right arm and just getting it ready. And then as he's kind of screaming about, you know, puppets or whatever, um, I quickly lift it and just like throw it straight at his wrist. It knocks him right on the outside of the edge of his wrist that's holding the chaosium as he's like monologuing, which you should never do, bad guys. Um, and it also... I want to hit an artery. I mean, I rolled pretty good. Does it hit an artery? It does is hit he, an artery. Is he bleeding profusely? He's bleeding. <laughs> yes. Good. And he drops the chaosium. He drops the chaosium, and the chaosium hits the ground, and you see as it hits, this crack develops in one of its eyes. As you see almost this kind of burp of, of gray, terrifying magical energy almost seep out of him, and you hear all five monarchs from behind you yell out in pain as they kind of hunch over, mm. feeling the pain of the Chaosium breaking. The knife sits on the ground. Bella, heading towards you, sees the knife. She turns to you, and she shakes her head no. As you see Bella walk over and pick up the knife, Capellius now with no hands... <laughs> Both arms tucked into his coke. Yes, Bella, yes. Yes, come to me. Come to me, Bella, yes. You know that they are your enemy. Yes, bring me that dagger. Bring me the Chaosium, Bella. Bella, Bella, do you want this to be over, Bella? 
It's been so long and so hard, Bella. It doesn't have to Bella, be this way. Bella, don't listen to her! Is that dagger still lit from the spell? It is. Okay, I shout. Bella, you can end this right now with that. You can free yourself. You can free your father from what it's doing to him. Bella walks over. Yes. As she turns and faces you all in front of her father, holding the dagger. Yes, see? See, this is, this, is, this is all I wanted. My daughter will live. And she will live. You fools think I'm an idiot where all I want is the best for... As you see, this blood start to pour out of his mouth as Bella has turned around and stabbed her father in the stomach. As he starts to sink to the ground, she takes the knife and continues to stab him in the chest. Uh, no. Almost methodically. I, I'm going to try to hit the Chaosium with the light axe while she's doing that to kind of put an end to that. Because that's like disturbing as hell to watch. And I'm like, nope, nope. This thing isn't scaring me anymore. I'm just, damn. <laughs> Roll me 2d6 plus guts. And I think, well, that's, I know Brock is going to take care of the Chaosium. This is so upsetting to me because this is my dagger and this I this is a child like murdering her father. I just want to go over to them and I want to make I want to make Bella stop okay. stopping her father. I I so I rolled a nine and then I have one token left. Braga, you have zero tokens. Okay. Actually, so uh, wait, I think <gasps> everybody just got a token. Hey. So, no. Oh, and our total is sitting at 666. I don't like that. Braga, you have so. a token. So, so that makes it a 10. Wonderful. So I just kind of come down. I, I, I kind of just say out loud, like, nope, and then right down on the, on, the, on the skull with the thing. You come down right on the Chaosium, and you land a perfect crack in it. It needs one more hit, though, to truly bust this thing. Okay. Betty, you would like to pull Bella away from her father. Yeah, I Roll just... me 2d6 plus hearts. Okay, okay, okay. That's a five, five. There is one second chance. Yeah. Yeah. Go okay, for it. I take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, eight, nine, I have one token, ten. Yes. Yay. We can't use tokens on second chance. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Nine. 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 Sorry. Nine. Sorry to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. With a nine. Tell me how you want to stop Bella. <laughs> I just, I run over and I just, I just I grab the hand that she's stabbing with and I just hold it up and I go, hey, I know you want this to end, but this is, we can take care of it. Let the adults take care of it. And I kind of, I just want to scoot her like a little bit away. I'll say she's still holding the knife up, but yes, she allows you to move her. Pivot her. As she stands there, you look at her face and from, on a normal person, you would see tears, but you just see almost her dry face weeping. Braga, as you brought your ax down on that chaosium, Professor Coppelius on the ground left out a howl as this gray seeped from his body. You see Bella start to drop the knife as she just stands there. The monarchs wail out in pain again as Marigold, Kira, Midge, Lola, and Danny are now face down on the ground, pulling themselves towards you. What would you like to do? Um, I'd like to step up to 
where Braga is near the Chaosium. Let's do this. One last hit. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah. Before they hit, I want to try to hold on to um, Lola's hand. Abella's hand? Or Lola? Uh, Lola. Lola. You go over to Lola. You see her on the ground. She still has this wound on the back of her head and the two wounds on her back. She's been... Her and Kira have been the worst out of the, the monarch still holding on. For a moment, you should grab her hand and she looks up at you. It's okay. You did... You did the best you could. Betty... I'm honored. He saved the world. You are going to, too. (laughs) Betty, I'm... I'm just happy I got to be like you. As she holds your hand even tighter. (laughs) Maybe we should let them do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Monarchs. I yeah, I take the axe from from D and I kinda like put it out and I hand it towards Midge. To Midge? Midge picks it up. Are you sure? It's your destiny. Do what you want with it. Thank you, Braga. And she kills us. (laughs) (laughs) As you see. Midge pick up the Chaosium and bring it onto the platform near her. Lola, holding one of your hands, shakily puts her other hand on Midge's hand on the axe. As Kira, without an arm or a hand, (laughs) simply rests her head and her shoulder on Midge's body. Marigold also puts a hand on top of Midge's. And finally, Danny puts her hand up. Danny looks at you all. I wish Hannah was here so I could say I'm sorry. I just hold I just hold her. I just hold her out a little bit. Just in case she can see. The doll? Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll tell her a lot, because she'll be really happy to hear about it. <laughs> We're really honored to have known you all we're honored to have been you all I don't know who I am or what soul is inside of me but you truly are something rat queens something special go be with your families we will Thank you. As you see the monarchs raise the axe in the air as they bring it down on top of the Chaosium. The axe completes the crack that Braga had started as the Chaosium splits in two. The gray energy of Arius escaping into the sky. As Professor Coppelius, you see this gray start to leave his body as he lays there, you look over and you see Bella. As she stands there, she turns to you 
Betty and Violet. And as you see, almost her skin start to turn to dust and decay away for the first time she speaks. Thank you, Rat Queens. As you see her fall on the ground next to her father, <sighs> as her body catches up to its decomposition. And then you look and you see the monarchs. They all stand there for a second, confused as to what has happened. And then you start to see their bodies, almost these butterflies start to come out of them as they sit there and this light washes over them as one by one these monarch butterflies melt away. They all sit there and once faces of fear and terror and the unknown, simply serenity calm and joy as they know and understand that they helped you protect their town. The thing that they were designed to do. And you watch as this beautiful flock, this beautiful herd of monarch butterflies, as Kira, Lola, Midge, Marigold and Danny turn into light and disappear, flying off into the sunset. Butterflies, once again. The four of you pick up Professor Coppelius and his daughter and put them on the, the tree druid platform that Hilda had constructed for you. As you feel the platform begin to lower onto the ground. Standing at the bottom waiting for you is not only Hilda, but Tifa, Claude, and the Grand Bishop, and Maud. The Grand Bishop holds out her hands and releases them as soon as you've touched the ground. And you see that the green bubble encasing Stridus's capsule dissipates. I see that you have taken care of it. Yes. Yes, it's done. Thank you. That wasn't us. What do you mean? The monarch saved Stridus. Was it? I'm, I'm gonna just say it was a team effort. Yeah. Monarchs and the rat queens. And the rat queens, yeah. But it was both. Yeah. Okay, fine. I was trying to be just for thirty. Yeah. I mean, we incredibly generous. We yeah. helped a lot. I take it that those butterflies I saw were them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a long story. Mm. Oh. My gosh, guys, I just realized, uh, we sort of killed, or, I mean, he's kind of dead, Capellius, and we didn't figure out how to get Hannah back to human oh. format. Oh, 
Give her what? here. Oh, oh, okay. As you put Hannah in one of, as you put Hannah in the in the Grand Bishop's hand, she motions to Tifa to to search Capellius's body. Tifa opens up his vest and pulls out a pin, a needle. Yes, I believe that is it. Tifa gives the needle back to the gives hands the needle to the Grand Bishop. The Grand Bishop holds the needle up to the Hannah doll. I'm afraid this might hurt your friend a bit. <sighs> well, we'll never hear the end of that. But please. Oh, she's tough. Yeah, go ahead and poke her. And as soon as the needle comes down on Hannah's doll-like form, suddenly, in this bolt of kind of navy blue electrical magical energy, you see Hannah standing there in full form with tears in her eyes. Are you all right? Yeah. I saw everything. I'm so sorry about Ryder. I mean, prophecies? Why, why should I be flirting with someone that we're destined to kill? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just bad news. Hurts I all walk the over same. to hug her. Yeah, I, I Hannah braces back, and you hug her, yeah. I'm so sorry. I tried, we tried to save him. All of us did. I know. It seems like our... Uh, what Aryu said is true, that we can't escape. We tried... We specifically knew that we were that we might kill him, and we specifically went out to not do that, and then we ended up doing it anyway. Well, I will say, you didn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he died, and it was sad, but it wasn't... We didn't give power to the prophecy... And that's something to be proud of. And I would protect you over him any day of the week. No, no one, out of us, we matter. I, I will never let somebody else come before one of you. You're my family. He gave us a choice and we took it. And I'm not going to regret that ever. You're all my family too. I know we fight a lot, but um, we don't get along. And maybe perhaps some of us felt intimidated by seeing the better versions of ourselves, but... Mm -hmm, that's you, yep. Oh, that can't just be me. Yeah. It was primarily, you but... You're the loudest. I do think that's a universal theme. Yeah, we did. Thematic mm -hmm. things happening. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Look, it's our family is not perfect. It's it's imperfect, but that's who we are. And I wouldn't want us to be perfect like that. I want us to be us. Yeah, we'd be really really boring if we were perfect. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine listening to all that spoken word? All the time? No, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, but but we could hear more of it. Like, mm. you should read us your poetry more. Mm. Mm. 
Maybe that's a good point. Maybe we should take what we've learned from the monarchs. The the parts that we really admire and wish maybe we maybe we're a little jealous of and try to implement them in our own lives and in our friendships. And if we can't, well, who cares? But we'll have tried. Yeah. Yeah, we'll follow your lead on that. Yep, you go first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'll t- I will work on it. I'll work on it. And I think the biggest thing for me would be uh, humility. Mm-hmm. Following a little bit more, because I typically am not that humble. I over uh, explain my strengths, and then I fail to rise to the occasion a lot of the time. So I. Uh, Without further ado, uh, and as Tifa and everyone's still here, mm-hmm. the they're all just kind of, Great. they're all listening and you've all kind of been a huddle for a little bit, but there's still ears, dragonborn ears and human ears <laughs> help out fingers perking up. Without further ado, I am going to, in an official capacity, um, which is the capacity that it's happening at the moment, I, uh, I want to be a rat queen forever. But I am resigning as your leader. <laughs> and that's the truth of it. Hey, can I, while we're all speaking, Archivist, also say something? Yes. And the reason I'm laughing is because you guys just said that we're a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a family, <laughs> there's, yeah, maybe there's like a mom and a dad, but... They don't have all say over everything. There's no... I never thought there was a leader, to be quite honest. Yeah, we were just yeah. fucking with Hannah. Me too. It was totally fucking with Hannah. Sorry if that, like, got <gasps> no. into your head. It, it did. What? It actually it, it oh. got to me yeah. incredibly. It re- really, the pressure. Oh. The pressure. Oh. It, uh, yeah, I felt like a failure, actually. I mean, I spent... Yeah. I mean, I think the past... Wait, have you really been upset months, about this? was just the fucking with Hannah It's thing. been really hard. I, okay. Yeah, I knew it was a joke. No, come no. on. So sometimes <laughs> some of us take the lead, oh. but we are not always the leader. Sometimes you guys don't know shit about getting into a sealed you know, chest, and I'm Never. the lead on that. And sometimes we need battle strategy, and then you're the lead. But there is no one leader. We're a family. We listen to each other. Yeah. We learn from each other, and we, tell, we call each other out into this bullshit. That's what we really are. My, I love it. My actual family had a chief... And I was supposed to be the chief. My brother wanted me to be the wanted to be the chief. And you know what he did? He killed my boyfriend over it. And he tried to kill me to be the chief. I don't want to be in that kind of family ever again. That's why I joined you. And that's why I fucking love all of you. <sighs> so you two, maybe it's you're... It's a huge relief. You could stop with this leader uh, yeah. jibber jab. Yeah. Huge relief to me. Um, also, I, I agree. I, I, I thought this the whole time I... When I thought I was the leader, which it really is a pretty intense joke, but but when I thought I was the leader, I tried to give you guys equal power. I just also felt like a failure. This is a huge relief. Like transfer over a hug to Violet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. It's okay. Thank you. I think you were a great leader. A great pretend pretend leader. Yes, a great pretend leader. But like for reals. You are a great leader. You are. Oh, do you? 
And so were you. Uh, so were you. And so were you. And so were you. And you're here too. You're okay. And, and then, yeah, and so, um, and, and so this is, we love this really worked out. Yeah. It's egalitarian. We'll just, we'll just be us. So. I'm sorry I said all the bad stuff about not wanting to be your friend. Harsh, Hannah. Did you guys have a fight again? <clears throat> That's all right. It really is. I always know you want to be my friend. I'm sorry that I... Violet, you're like my sister. You're like my sister, too. Not if Barry were... Oh, he, yeah, he's a piece of shit. No. Um, yeah, well, okay, well, that's right, brother. So don't talk about him like well, that. But, okay. <sighs> I love you. I love you, too. And you know what a family really needs to do to bond? Drink. 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 Oh, and get paid. I turn around. I turn around. I I like to look at the bishop. Hey, we would like to to settle up whatever we're, yeah. Yes. We're going to, yeah. And we would like a hot popcorn machine, please. Hot corn. Oh, Violet, you got to try the hot corn. We need it. Violet, you got to try this hot corn. It's so good. Hot corn. Tifa loves it. Your captain, the captain that brought you here. Mm-hmm. Mona. Mona. She has been waiting in the port as she was contracted by us to bring you here. She has also been contracted by us to return you to Palisade. So I will say yes, enjoy your night and you will be taken back to Palisade and we will provide you with a, a hot corn cart. Yes. If that is what you so desire. Yes. We've also covered Great. all compensation of your, your staying here in Stridus and we we simply do hope that one day you will return, perhaps uh, not hired by us, but out of your own enjoyment and joy, wanting to visit as... <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Well, can you tell, <laughs> can you tell your taverns about this thing called Eggy Bready Bakey? Because you're going to need that. Yeah, I this mean, place yeah. blows. We I hate mean, it. your food sucks. Also, yeah. now you popcorn. don't have like weird things running through the streets killing people. What is there to do? Yeah, there's nothing mm, to do here. Shopping. You got to no. yeah. questions. We wish you well. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see Tifa? I've never seen so many Tifa boatnets. and Claude kind of looking... They kind of like look down. They look hurt from where you're saying that you don't want to come back and visit. Yeah, we're you know what we are um, total jerks sometimes, mm-hmm. and we're just kidding. You don't, you don't want to. But these two oh, get yeah. good tours. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're just you kidding. We're just kidding. Modern, modern Claude. Claude. These two guys get modern great Claude. Kind of look over each other, to give a little high five. Lots of horse. You know, statues. modern Claude. You guys should really work on. Um, you guys should give tours of other places too. You're so good at this one. You should like learn about other different places, so when people could, like, so you could take them to them and tour them around, like like tour guides, you know, but like the travel kind. I feel like you guys are really good at that. And you can come to Palisade anytime you want and hang out. Uh, yeah, hang out with us. We'll show you around. We'll give you a tour of Palisade. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You see Tifa step up with her hands on both Mod and Claude. Is that a promise? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we're not off fighting skulls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you, if you stay at our place, you do have to cook and clean for us. That is, those are the rules. But you'll get Eddie... Ready, Bakey. I, I don't know what that is, if but I am enticed. you it with your own money. <laughs> and then we just start hugging them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see Tifa kind of relax into the hug as she uh. hugs you. As Claude and Maude, like, hug you guys so <laughs> tightly from, like, your knees and your waists. You all hug as the Grand Bishop smiles as the sun begins to set over Stridus. 
we cut to the sinking pig that night, where before our queen set sail in the morning, they are all sharing a drink. How how drunk are all of you? Very. Uh, very. Like, very. super very. very. Just, you speak for yourself. I'm fine. No, you're not I fine. I am fine. You know what? You, you deserve know, to not be we fine. We should call that, we should get that Leona and tell her about her, how much more sister oh, was great no, to us. no, no. No, no, yeah, okay. no, no bummers, no bummers. Okay. Sometimes you can but, just be happy. Okay, fine. We just are happy now. Yeah. <laughs> fine, give me whiskey, the fire one. Uh huh. Sorry about your floor. You see, Kathiri slides you all five, four, five shots of firebrand whiskey. Wow. Uh, I can't feel my face. And a little spice for the ladies. <laughs> Did we tell anybody in the city about the dead king? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Raga and we are never going to. I crush no. up a psychedelic mushroom and put a little bit in each people. Oh. Each girl's drink. <laughs> oh no! She's gonna be a gonna party like we're never gonna see this town again. Cause we're never coming back. Cause Stridus kind of sucks. <laughs> Sorry. No, this is wonderful. <laughs> As the five of you Sorry, continue to mouth. drink. Five of you continue to drink and party well into the night. You start to feel a little hungover. Are you still partying, partying as you get onto the boat in yep. the next day? Yes. Yeah. Never went to sleep. And if I, I did, it was four or five minutes and I woke up again. I think I fell asleep while I was drinking. <laughs> I'm staying drunk because I might not throw up as much on the boat this time. And I maybe made out with a dude in the booth over there. <laughs> with the hella good hair? <laughs> with the hella good hair. <laughs> uh, as the five of you, Hannah's singing as well. As the five, Hannah's like, yeah. Pulling out her bardism. Could have had sex with maybe the last king, but I didn't. But I'm not going to think about that painful memory now. <laughs> Get it out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> as the five of you get onto the boat, you see Mona kind of waving as she stands at the mast or the, the wheel. Four of you, the five of you get on the boat. You're all fairly intoxicated and fairly under the influence of uh, drugs. You don't notice a presence there on the boat. As the boat begins to leave port, you feel the wind, the sea breeze against your face, the gentle rocking of the boat, finally returning home, finally returning to Palisade, another rest before another mercenary job, more money to pay the bills, perhaps another quest to stop the end of the world. And as you all laugh, <laughs> Laughing, <laughs> giggling, saying some kind of joke you misheard. What? Oh, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I can't believe it because you said, Use, I make out with you. You hear a snap. <laughs> and you're no longer on the boat. Aww. You are standing in a room. Beneath you are sand cobblestones. The same cobblestones line the walls around you, and there is no ceiling. You see that there are two torches in this small square-like room that you are in. Are we still drunk? Yes, you okay. are. 
Yo, I gave you guys too many mushrooms. Patty, what did you do? Oh, are you having uh, a group, a you group freak out? This is pretty good. What? Uh, Wait, is this real? Is this... It has to be. We wouldn't all be saying the same thing. I, Maybe yeah, one I of us said it, and then the rest of us are suggesting it. We're did, group did, did I do this? Did you do this? You I don't do nothing. Can I get the thing? situated? You're going to have to get sober first. Actually, I'll say, yeah, you can get situated, but you're going to take an egg. I'll say you get situated. <laughs> oh, third time's a charm. Get situated. That's an 11. Damn. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm highly intuitive when I Violet, I will say yes. It's almost as if you're... you're your non-drunk self, your guttural instincts are more mm-hmm. intuitive than your your current physiological self would lead mm-hmm. you to believe. You look around. What are you looking for exactly? Um, any clues to tell me where we are and if there's a way out. You look above you and it's darkness. There is no ceiling, but it appears as if the darkness goes on forever. You look behind you, possibly for another exit. There is no door behind you. Simply a long hallway in front of you. And you feel, Violet, that you are being watched. What's wrong, Violet? We're being watched. Huh? Well, probably, definitely, because uh, someone sent us his little room, and then because they want to look at us. Like little fish. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but I wish I was still on a boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me Hello, too. who's there? Yoo-hoo. Hello, rat queens. You hear a voice calling out for you. It doesn't sound like a voice that is close by. Instead, a voice that is almost echoing in the room around you. Hi. Do you need a lozenge? Your voice is all scratchy. <laughs> she has some really good stuff. It made us imagine a hallway. No, I... I believe that the... The illusion is real. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. She said two things. It's, illusions are not real. The opposite So thing. is it real or is it an illusion? You Who think are it's you? so funny... No. To talk over me, don't you? What? On the boat to Stridus, you thought it was so funny. Funny to to mock me for my assistance for you. Who did we mock? Who this is mock? that triangle guy who's a dick to us. Triangle man. <laughs> triangle oh, man. It's the triangle man. Where are you? I literally don't remember him to at think. all. Triangle. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Where'd you go? I've totally blacked it out. I don't. I have no memory of him. Why don't you show us where you are, triangle man? <laughs> To think that the fate of the world is in your five fucking hands. Well, we all have, actually we have two hands each, so it's ten. Yeah. It's ten. It's ten, five, ten. Did you two. mean we each hold a little bit of the fate of the world in one of our hands? <laughs> it's a sweet image. It is so sweet. I mean, we have saved like a lot of cities. Though. I mean, honestly, it feels like we do. We have saved the world, and not. I, I mean, that's just real. That's not even me feeling I mean, exaggerating. Jealous of us? Yeah, we're doing a great job, even no. though it's getting suckier every time. Yeah, this is not fun anymore. You all taught me something very important. Ah, God, I wish I remembered you. Dramatics? Do you have a red beard, maybe? <laughs> mm. Don't worry. I think he was a human. 
I am a dwarf. Oh. You feel the walls shake around you. <laughs> a dwarf. Okay, dwarf triangle man. Um, I'm Calm sure, down. Yeah, I'm sure we could get along really well. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want? Why you put us in the little room for, bud? Like, you know we're drunk. Why would you grab us now if you want us to talk to you? Yeah, it's not. Uh, no. <laughs> My sweet Braca. It's not for talking. You see, <laughs> we're all going to play some games. Oh, this is fun. Mm. I like games. Generally speaking, I'm kind Drinking of over game? games. Mm, too bad. You see, you're all going to be here for a while, or at least until I say you can leave. Can we leave? No. Can we no. leave now? Mm-hmm. How oh. about now? You suddenly feel the room <laughs> start to close on you as the walls start to shake, and the room starts to now slowly start to the walls start to push in closer and closer. Ah, F. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So we just start climbing the walls. There are no footstools on the walls. These walls are smooth. You are unable oh, to climb them. I thought they were cobblestone. They are, but they're completely smooth. Oh. So it's like that plastic that you <laughs> stick a, on the wall. Like the walls here. <laughs> There's a fake cobblestone. So to be clear, we're not on the boat. Also, no. should we go down the hallway? <laughs> Can we go down the hallway? Yeah, I follow Violet. Yeah, we gotta get that. We yeah. gotta. We can't be smushed. Yeah. Roll me two d six plus guts, all of you. Okay. Oh gosh. You first, my oh, dear. Oh dear. Do we take disadvantage or anything? I uh, say so yes. You each take. <laughs> you each take negative oh. two disadvantage. Oh no, no, that means. Okay. Okay. So and the token says they stand. Wait, Violet has two, one. So Braga has two. One. D has two, and Betty has four. Oh yeah, girl. Oh. Thanks, Chad. How many do I have again? Sorry, I was kind of. I have two. Okay. I have. I uh, got nine, but I'd like to use a token to make it ten. All right. Plus? Oh, no, it's minus two. Oh, so I had nine. 11 minus two, making it a nine. So I'll take one token to make it a ten. Wonderful. I got one. One. <gasps> what is oh, this plus? Dear. Anything? Uh, or just minus two? Guts. Guts. But then minus two. Oh, okay. And then so you can add whatever. You can add your four tokens. I have, so now I have five. I have four tokens. So I'll just make it a, um, a seven. Seven, yeah. Wonderful. How many tokens did you use? Two. I used one. You used one, one, and then two. Braga and D, you were able to follow Violet's advice. I'll say with Hannah as well, as the three of you make it out of the room. Okay, Violet, it's almost as if you trip over something, something that isn't there, and you find yourself stuck. Betty, you kind of look behind, and you see that Violet is laying there on the ground as the walls continue to close in and close in. Um... I, want, I learned a cool lasso trick, like, last episode. So I'd like to try to, like, lasso her and, like, pull her along. <laughs> I will say you lasso her and pull her along. Just watch out for the bumpies. Sorry. Uh, unfortunately, Violet, since you did fail, uh-huh. you barely get out of the room without having your... F- but your foot is crushed oh. as you exit the room as the walls close. Uh-huh. And you feel your left book being unable to be walked on oh. as you take oh, Jeez, Louise. five points of damage wow. which leaves you at eight hit points uh. you did not heal the night before yeah, we didn't sleep oh Trin. yeah mm-hmm. oh, oh Violet. Okay. is this a joke to you now no no hey we die in the illusion do we die in real life this isn't an illusion, oh, Rat oh, Queen. That's right. Okay, I want to okay. roll get sober because my friend got hurt. That was clear. I will say you'll have to wait till next week. Okay. Ooh. Because Rat Queens. <laughs> Welcome 
to the labyrinth. And that is where we end tonight's episode. And hey. we start our next arc wow. next week. Wow. The Labyrinth. The Labyrinth. Oh. The Labyrinth. Nice. Thank you all so, so. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What an amazing yeah. episode. Thank you all so, so much for joining us. Thank you to everyone who donated to make tonight's show possible. Let's go down the line and let's thank everybody. A peak one. Peak, peak one. one. Mexican Robin. Mexican Robin. Zaron 23. Zaron 23. Peak one. Peak one. Drek Fletch. Drek Fletch. Peak one. Peak one. Chipexani. 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 Metsu's Phantom. Metsu's Phantom. Apologies if I don't say your name right. Apologies if I don't say your name right. Benostein. Benostein. Keen 456. Keen 456. Demoon Rule. Demoon Rule. Drek Fletch. Drek Fletch. Jessica Nerdy. Jessica Nerdy. Drek Fletch. Drek Fletch. Cool Livy 45. Cool, cool Livy 45. Nega J Pistol. Nega J Pistol. Chovixani. Chovixani. J Pistol. J Pistol. Benostein. Benostein. Peak One. J Pistol. J Pistol. Desert. Desert. Despon. Despo. That one. Desert. Despo. Ina. 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 I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I'm so nope. sorry. Nope. nope. Peak one. Peak, Peak one. And Jay Pistol. And Jay Pistol. Once again, apologies if I did not say your username correctly. It's. I was. It's, I'm having a hard time. But thank you, you all good. so so much. Oh, thank you. You are all amazing. Thank you to everyone who voted in the polls. There is going to be an entirely different thing that would have happened had you voted for Hannah's other fate. If you would like to hear what that would have been, what? feel free to jump in our Discord. Discord, the Rat Queen's Discord on Hyper RPG, and ask me, and I will tell you. Also, feel free to talk about your theories for the shows, what you think is going to happen in the Labyrinth, yes. what sort of things you'd like to see happen in the Labyrinth. And yes, as you all have noticed, it appears that... Andreas Acker, founding member of the Triad, the Dwarven Blacksmith, considered a master of games, is now your foe <laughs> for this next arc. See us, ladies and jelly beans here at Hyper RPG. We cannot do what we do without your amazing help. Also with that, thank you to everyone who participated and donated in this past weekend's Hyper Drive. It was amazing. We made way over our goal. We were able to give uh, Zach's now building the PC with VR compatibility for the school in need. Uh, so that, that, that oh, cool. Malika school that she helps out with uh, gets that. And we all get to send all the amazing... Uh, stuff that we got donated with your with your notes and your kind words to some gaming dev students in need. So thank you all so, so much to everyone who participated with that. Uh, tomorrow night, we've got the second episode of Grimdark Dawn. It's going to be really, really good. Be sure to tune in for the Grimdark Daily beforehand. It's a very fun show led by Scott, and it's like a, it's a newsreel of, of all <laughs> things Warhammer that you need to know. Friday is Troll Hunters. Monday is Colock 1991. Tuesday is Blood Curling Tales in Time. And of course, Wednesday at 7 p.m., we continue on with the Rat Queen's RPG. Real quick around the table, where can people find you? Um, you can find me with my other my improv group at Ripley Improv on Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. We have a very exciting thing that we're announcing tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. Um, you can find me everywhere on the internet at I Am Chubby Bunny. You can also look at my uh, website. It's I Am Chubby Bunny. I Am Chubby It has links to everything that I do, including the podcast uh, Senpai Buddies, a comedy podcast about Asian nonsense. My D&D show is back for our third season, The Broken Yay. Pack, starting this coming Monday. We are on Twitch TV. Twitch TV twitch.tv slash D&D Broken Pact and we are now moving from Ravnica Earl setting to Avernus the new hellish setting of D&D so we're very excited check that out Monday night 
I'm very excited about it. Yay! Uh, I am at Aliza Pearl, A-L-I-Z-A Pearl, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and also Facebook. I have a Facebook page that I rarely post on. And I uh, just want to say, do something different. Like, you know, do something nice for yourself that's different. Just oh. surprise yourself Ooh. this weekend. Do something special. I like that Aliza challenge. <laughs> And I am your GM, Emily, Emily Rose Jacobson. You can find me on Twitter at frankly underscore Emily and with, on Instagram with an extra underscore. And if you liked the, today's Nintendo Direct, we're going to be talking about it as we record tonight's episode of Hit Points, the Hit Points podcast that Matt Acevedo and I am Stuart and I do, where we talk about video games. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for that episode, especially if you have questions about the Nintendo Direct. We will answer them, do the best we can. So everyone, thank you all so, so much once again for tuning in for this episode. Get excited for the next arc as we continue to build towards the climax of the Rat Queens with four members of the Prophecy Down. Who is the fifth member? What are they doing in the labyrinth? How will our queens find them? And what does that mean for the fate of the world? You'll just have to find out next week. So until next Wednesday, keep adventuring, my queens. Get home. Get home.